First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these you, young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. What's going on, YouTube? Nathan back with another video presentation. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe. Happy Thursday. Um, man, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest. Oh, man. For the podcast. Uh, uh -oh. I told you season three, we were going to do big things. Uh, this is episode, where we're now, episode 15. Yes, uh, of the podcast. If you are liking the content that you're seeing, you want to see more, consider hitting that subscribe button, hit that like button, consider also sharing the podcast. We're on Spotify. I'm on Spotify. Uh, all the ups, up episodes up until 13 and 14 in this episode haven't been posted yet. Marcus, what's good, bro? Good to see you, sir. Um, tomorrow, episode 16, we'll go live uh, with Nick Rosario. I'm hoping to have him on. We're going to recap the wild card for the NL where the Dodgers lost in the bottom of the ninth on a Chris Taylor home run. Uh, and then the divisional series started today after this was White Sox. And then also to want to recap, I'm going to give a preview for the Washington football team, the Ravens, as we go into week five of the NFL season. I'm also Nick Rosario. Talk about his Chicago Bears. And I'm going to get into the coverage for the WNBA playoffs. Uh, the Connecticut Sun were eliminated last night by the Chicago Sky. I'll get into that tomorrow. And the Phoenix Mercury and the Las Vegas Aces, the Aces survive another day. It goes to game five. So be, all, be ready for episode 16 tomorrow. But ladies and gentlemen, I got a guy that I can he, he's putting that in that work. Um, I can't, exp I, you know, working with declaring a ledger, you know, and his coverage on Jackson, uh, Jackson State. He's, he got world, he got national recognition, coverage of Deion Sanders, a hip hop journalist. Uh, he's interviewed Gucci Man, T.I., 21 Savage, Lil Yachty, different guys like that. Um, he also worked with the Atlanta Falcons for Sports Illustrated. Um, what else has he done? Let's see. It's, it's all right. It's all right. That, that that's enough. I, I appreciate enough. it so much, Big <laughs> Nate. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Big Nate, man. I, I'm so yes. excited. I, I've been looking for like right when you get interviewed as a journalist. It's always um you know it's always like a nerve wracking thing because you know you're used to doing the interviewing. So when you get interviewed, right. it's like the only thing I thought of today was like, okay, we have so many more hours into Big Nate's podcast. Like that's what I was thinking about all day. So wow, I'm excited man. to be here. Man. I appreciate that. Thank well, th again. Thank you for taking the time out. To join me on the podcast, Look, I'm 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 small, but I feel like I'm growing every day with the amount of support, and it's just putting in the work. Um, I was really appreciative. Camera, what's good, bro? Good to see you, sir. Um, that you really take the time out, especially. Yeah, I know you you like on the you on it like. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, nah, man, nah. Hey, hey, and, and there's no such thing as like really small in here because on the internet, dude, like like I was going off, like, like you said with the Courtney Williams thing, which we'll get to later. Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of people that that's like the mistake they make on social media is thinking they're small and thinking no one's paying attention. If you get sure. four or five viewers, 14 viewers, 15, like those are 15 real people watching your stuff. And yeah. like people are tuned in. So if you slip up and say something dumb or something you're going to regret, it's 14, 15 people there that like can catch it and can spread the word. And then, it, you know, you see what happened this past week in the W and, you know, sure. in some other places, too. So um, I don't know if there's such thing as a small, you know, uh, I guess, platform on the Internet. Well, I guess for me, because I look at it like, you know, I've been having a very interesting time trying to reach out to agents, particularly like in the W. Uh, I even, I try to do reach out to Lexi Brown's agent. I tried to reach out to Jasmine Thomas's agent. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to reach out to some of these guys. Um, I was surprised when you did the video with Monica McNutt. I was like, wow, how did that happen? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Monica's, that was, that was crazy. I was working on that for months. And, uh, and you know, like, like you said, like, it was crazy because, not because of just, like, Monica McNutt's famous, but, like, Monica McNutt does, like, 80 shows. So <laughs> on, on, like, on 20 networks. networks. So it was, like, the fact that she did, like, the YouTube channel for free for, like, 20 minutes is crazy. So salute to for Monica. Sure. She earned my respect off that for, like, Absolutely. her life. She don't have to do anything for the rest of her life. She don't have to do anything else for me. But that was, that just shows you. I mean, like, proof at the peak of her game. Like, who else is going to do that, man? Like, you talk about a small platform. I don't even have 2,000. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I'm not Aiden Ross. You know what I'm saying? Right. So but it's you're on the road to 2K subs, though. I, I am. I am. Oh, hopefully. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get into it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching the pod, if you're watching, please be sure to drop questions. We do have, like, a little Q&A for Richard uh, as the video progresses. But... My first question, Richard, is when did you, what made you interested in sports, and I should say sports journalism, sports journalism, excuse me. What made you be, what made you interested in it? Oh, you are good. Um, what made me interested in it, I just loved, I always loved sports. I was always like obsessed with it as a kid. And I think I was probably like seven or eight and I wanted to be, I wanted to be in an MLB and the NBA. Um, okay. Cause I, I just love baseball and basketball. When I was about 10, I was on a really good team. And um, now I made a video about it. I, I reacted to one of the kids who went pro on the team. You know, like the entire starting five went D1 in football or or basketball. Not D1, but like they all played college. You know, college. they all played on the college level somewhere. Okay. Um, and, you know, like one of the guys, he's playing overseas right now. He was playing uh, in the G League the last couple of years with uh, the Salt Lake, uh, the Salt Lake team over there with the Jazz, the Jazz organization okay. and stuff. Shout out to Kyle Kastner. But okay. um, it was just like when I was on that team <laughs> and we were blowing teams out every game and stuff and the practices, you know, like everybody knows, like if you have a really good team, the practices are just hell. Like it's, it's like you're running crazy and uh, suicides and, you know, you got to get the press. We got to get the press right. We 10 years <laughs> old. It was like and, and that's when I was like, bro, like, I don't know if this is for me. Like, I didn't really like the running stuff like that my pops was like yo 
if you want a chance at the league, if you want a chance at college, you got to carry that rock with you everywhere you go. I'm not trying to do that either. So it was just like, um, and then, you know, the 50 push-ups a day, it was just like a lot of physical <laughs> labor stuff that I was just, like, I don't know if this is for me that, but I always knew like from the time I was probably like seven or whatever, I, I just had like these basketball books and the Slam magazine. Uh, they had ironically like the top 75 players, the players um, just like that. And, you know, it was NBA 75 this year and stuff like that. So that's just how I learned about the game. Every book fair, I would get the NBA books and the sports books and stuff like that. And that's how I learned about the game. I would read all the Christopher. Um, I forgot his name, but I just read like a bunch of Christopher. You, you know what I'm talking about? He, yeah, he used to write like. Yeah, uh, Christopher on the elementary school, school. level, like uh, it's like fifth grade and lower. Mm-hmm. He he would write like King Griffey uh, Jr. books, Deion yeah. Sanders books, I think he uh, Jerry Jordan Rice books. books. It, yeah, yeah, Michael Jordan, like all like all the big athletes. And it was in elementary school, so like those were the books that I would grab and read. And um, that that's pretty much where the passion started for it. And then uh, I was ten years old. We were in Disney World. We were at Golden Corral. We ate Golden Corral for everything. And like this was before my dad went vegan and stuff. But yeah, so we had Golden Corral three times a day and stuff. And uh, one of the times we were there, we were eating at the table. And I was talking about sports. My dad was like, "You know, Chris Berman get paid like a couple million dollars to be on ESPN to talk sports." I was like, "He gets paid that much money to talk sports? Like that's what I that's what I talk sports." So then I was like, "Bro, if you can get paid something close to what athletes are getting paid and like doing what I already do." That's when I was like, okay, I want to be an ESPN analyst. I've been so I started saying that when I was ten, and uh, you know, I don't know if ESPN is the exact network I want to be at right now. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, uh, oh yeah, so, yeah. The, the the sports journalism umbrella is still like you know my my goal and my dream. So to be here is a beautiful thing. And any days that I get frustrated or overwhelmed with my workload or something, I just kind of sit back and have that perspective of, um, you know, this was my dream when I was 10. For sure. Now, my next question, because um, also I was looking a little bit, because I would look at when I, I first found you out on Twitter and on your YouTube channel, and there was a little bit you were. That, that's you crazy like, you found me on Twitter, Nate, because, like, I don't tweet. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I know because, like, there's a couple YouTubers, like Christina Williams. I know you for uh, a couple, like Christina Williams, some of the WNBA women pages, um, I mean that's how I, I that's how I found it. I'm like, oh okay, but because also too, you would tweet because you I try to catch a couple Jackson State games on YouTube. I can't I can't get it in my in my region. So what? Like talk about your. How can I explain it? From when you decided at that moment you decided to be a sports journalist, like, like how did the 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 networking, particularly you say at ten, like what were like what were the things you were doing? You know, were you like did you have like a little, little blog website? Did you have little things like, um, you know, did you like again like you know a little YouTube page, different things like that? So like what did you after you you know the light bulb went off, said sports journalist, you know, talk to the people. I mean, so it was probably like the first thing I did was uh, I used to be on this um, online forum called NBA Fan Voice. It used to be on NBA.com. Yeah. And it was like, um, yeah, I just usually be on that heavy. And that was like the first time that, that I was around people who like kind of 
talked about sports and love sports and love basketball as much as I did uh, was being on that forum. And that forum turned into real sports talk because NBA fanboys just stopped, you know, like, you know, NBA.com thought it would be a good idea to have a social media kind of forum. And, yeah. but you know how like social media is now. So like after a couple of years, they kind of had to shut it down. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but those, yeah, but those were a couple of fun years. And, and in that, you know, they even had this thing of where they had the NBA.com experts do like a mock draft on one side. And then the other side was like, uh, like just random members of fan voice uh, who got to pick the people. So like I got the right for NBA.com when I was like 12, 13 years old. Wow. And, um, you know, and so that was kind of like my first taste of it. But I didn't think of it like that back then. I didn't think of it until like I was a senior in high school. Of like, dang, I wrote for NBA.com when I was like 13. But because, uh, you know, they didn't pay us for it or nothing like that. See, now, now that I'm like older, I'm like, hold on. Like, you, you could have thrown. Yeah, yeah. You could have gave us five. It's NBA.com. Could have gave us five dollars or something. Could have gave us ten dollars. Exactly. Like exactly. It's so, the NBA. So when you you said you you were writing at that time for NBA.com, what teams were you covering at the time? No, no, it, it wasn't like anything official. It was just like okay. for the mock draft, I took uh, I had the Hawks in 2007. So okay. with the third pick, I picked Al Horford. 11th pick, I picked AC Law. Both of those came true. And then the next year was 2008. Really? Yeah. I, I had I had the 15th pick with the Phoenix Suns, and I picked uh, Mo Spates. And Mo Spates went to, like, Philly. Philadelphia, but, right. But he was, like, pick 14 or 16. He was, like, right in the ballpark or something like that. And I was just like, man. But because I – and I know this because I literally just recorded a video – kind of preparing for this. I was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to be talking about this on Big Nate's podcast, by the way, tonight. It's important to watch Big Nate tonight and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that that's really how it um, how it started. Being on the forums, though, being on the forums. And on the forums, we talked about everything. Right. Everything, everybody. And, you know, I was like, it was only me and two other white guys. We were the only Hawks fans on there. So, um <laughs> You know, yeah. So, so those two dudes and they're brothers too. So it's kind of like, you know, I guess it count for one because they're in the same household. And those dudes, we grew up, and then like I met them in real life, and we became like real life fan friends, uh, cool. like That's when we respect. got older. So like they they always like you know comment every now and again. Oh, it's so crazy seeing Rashad. We started from the forums, and now he's <laughs> now we here. Sorry, exactly. Now exactly. we here. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Mina Kime started from um online forums. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that that era, 2007, you know, like that late 2000s, early 2010s um, of the online forums and stuff like that, that produced a lot of great uh, reporters. And I don't know, it's just it's just good training ground. And then I guess when I got older, um, you know, fast forward in a little bit. Sure. Uh, like I use my YouTube channel uh, just to kind of practice, just to practice speaking in front of the camera and stuff like that. And we get like five views and stuff like that. Well, just for and, the record, uh, I think you did a really good job because you were on the X interview with the Los Angeles Sparks. Oh, asked, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You got you asked uh, Taya Cooper and it was Erica Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was on there. I got permission to do that for another yeah, story like, I was working on. And um, and man. it was it was crazy because it was like uh, like I was. I didn't get to ask the question that I wanted to, like <laughs> to Erica. And then so so with Taya, I just asked both questions in it. And then um, so I got Taya to answer and I'm turning in 
the first draft of that story. But I flipped that into another story for Peachtree Hoops. So it's like, you know, just kind of, I don't know, pushing. You you learn stuff throughout the years of like how to use things and everything like that. For sure. So my next question. So I'm going to transition a little from high school going into college. Like, like, did you have an idea of a school? The high school that you went to, did you have um, a newspaper and then like the things you were covering throughout your time in high school? And then did you do some of that work to the colleges that you were considering going to? Did you did how did you use that to um, as what schools did you have in mind for college and how did you utilize your work to help you um, as a camp? Like, well, I say canvas part of your portfolio. There you go. Got you. I got you. Um, so fun facts about high school. I say this all the time on my channel. So it'd be like, oh, you already know. But I went to high school with um, with Dierka Hamby for a couple of years and then she transferred to Norcross. And then I also went to high school with Dansby Swanson, uh, shortstop of the Braves. Atlanta Braves. Exactly. Exactly. So like um, wow. and, and and a professional dunker went there, too. And like an NFL, like it was a lot of people in that kind of range that went on to do great things in life. Uh, at, at Marietta. So that, that's where I was in high school. And they had a, a <laughs> newspaper. And, um, you know, like the my advisement teacher was the newspaper lady. So she was like the, the newspaper advisor. And she was like, oh, if you want to do this, you know, you can join Rashad. Like, you know, you're in like, I know you. And um, I was just like hesitant to do it because like I, I didn't like writing essays. I I hated writing. Like <laughs> I didn't like I didn't like writing papers. I didn't like reading books. Like I didn't like any of that. Like, I just wanted to talk. So anyways, so I didn't join the newspaper. I applied to join the newspaper, uh, the yearbook staff, and I didn't get that. And I was uh, referred to, to do the newspaper because she was like, oh, I feel like you'd be better for the newspaper. And I still didn't. I still just didn't do it in <laughs> right. high school. So like nowadays, every time like uh, I reach out to her, or she reaches out to me. Um, it's always like, you got to speak to the kids. And I wish I would have just talked you into joining the newspaper so you could be a alum. But anyways, so um, that, that was high school. And then going into it, um, I looked up like the top sports journalism programs. So okay. it's like UGA was up there. Um, okay. A&T was up there because they had a sports journalism program, mm-hmm. a North Carolina A&T. And then um, Indiana University and then Morehouse had a sports journalism program, okay. too. So like I wanted to go to, um, I had all schools on my list, and then Kentucky was also on the list because they had a lot of like, you kind of get in easy and get scholarships if you're black type of deal over there at Kentucky. Right. So I was looking at all of that, and then you know this was around the time where like my favorite players were going to Kentucky. So like guys like Ryan Harrow, he was my favorite player at the time mm. coming out of high school. Um, Jabari Parker was my favorite player, even though he didn't go to Kentucky, Jabari but those Parker. were just. Yeah, some of my favorite players coming out of high school. Um, but anyways, so dang, where was I? I'm talking about college. Okay, so those are my schools. And it was like UGA or Morehouse. And then I was like, okay, I don't have the grades for UGA coming out of high school. I had like a 2.5 like my sophomore year or something like that. I was in all the advanced classes. And then like they uh, they told my mom I had no business being in advanced classes. I was just lazy. I wasn't stupid. So like I take... I take all of those things, like all of those moments throughout my life, that's important to the story. I take all of those moments like as fuel to be like, you said I wasn't good enough. 
Anyways, I worked my butt off to get to like over a 3-0 by the time of graduation. So I knew I wasn't, I didn't have the grades for UGA coming straight out. So I was like, okay, maybe Morehouse. Morehouse has a good reputation, but a 3-0 in like kind of the essays that I that I should be able to write should be able to get me in there. So I applied to Morehouse, got into Morehouse, um, like did a bunch of things, was in the financial office, financial aid office all summer. And we just couldn't afford it. It's forty thousand dollars. So, Jeez. Uh, yeah. So my senior year, we had a, a a little college road trip down to Florida, and on the way, we stopped at Valdosta State. Valdosta State was seven thousand dollars, which is still expensive, but like it's a lot cheaper than forty thousand. Forty thousand dollars. You got that right. And then it's a public school, so like I had the grades to get Hope when Georgia Hope is sponsored by the Georgia Lottery, where kids, if you had a three point they'll take care of your tuition. So I had just enough for hope and uh, I got hope and I went to Valdosta State. So I went to Valdosta State for a year and I really loved it. Great palm trees, great people, beautiful place. But it was like the the big thing was like if you work really hard your senior year, the last semester, you can get a spot on this anchor desk for the student news TV show. And then if you work extremely hard, you know, you never know. Maybe you can drive two hours down south to Jacksonville and you can run the cable cords along the sidelines for Monday night football at a Jaguars game. I was like, wow. is that literally the, the ceiling here? Like, is that the best thing I could possibly do is run the wires on the sideline of a Monday night football game for the Jacksonville Jaguars two hours away? Like, that's like that's my ceiling here? So I was like, ah, nah, that ain't it. And then it was like another kind of just like example of like kind of mentality, the small town mentality is like this one dude, and um, he is like the best rapper I've ever heard. He's a great rapper. And then we did this group project where we did a rap song and then like he recorded and then he stepped back. He was like, that's the first time I ever recorded. He was like, yep, been writing since I was 12, but that's, uh, but I never recorded. And he was bragging about it. And I was like, bro, like no one's going to know who you are. Like you're the best rapper I heard in my life. But no one's going to know who you are. Like you're in Valdosta, Georgia. Like no one's going to discover you, bro. Like how are people going to even. And so it was just like, I just knew like I had to, go somewhere else so i try i tried to make valdosta state work like i reached out to nancy grace from i cnn hln mm-hmm. um she went to valdosta state so i was like maybe she would well nobody really rocking with me so i was like okay i tried to make it work so all right i'm looking at uga i have the grace for uga i made dean's list both uh both semesters okay. that's for all the people who told me in high school i had no business but anyway uh i made uh and then georgia state was the other one so Georgia State was right in the middle of downtown Atlanta. So I'm like, dang, I could really like just make some shake if I was in, in Atlanta in the city, city for real. So I took a tour of Georgia State, went to Georgia State, the rest is history. I networked. I was the plan going into it and I networked like crazy, like crazy. And I mean, one thing led to another. That's how I got here. I wouldn't be here without Atlanta or Georgia State. Amen. Amen. So my next question is. As a, when you graduated from Georgia State, can you can you put how how if how much emphasis would you put on particularly for because I'm an aspiring sports journalist myself. I'm in school for mass communications at the University of Towson. So, can you emphasize the importance of networking? I'll tell you like this: like pretty much every position I've gotten has in hasn't been from an application or a job that I applied to. Like literally when, when I graduated, before I graduated, I applied to like 
probably 50 places. And like, that's what all my friends did. Like, they were like, yeah, put it in these applications, put it in these applications. But like, man, like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, I wasn't getting anything. <laughs> I wasn't getting anything, but you know, I got like, even my internship, I got an internship at the end of college through, uh, you know, I won an award. I sent it, my first award, sent it to my mentor. My mentor blasted it out to everybody. And then, you know, one of the people he sent it to was like, hey, we need an intern. Can he come in for an interview this week? And that's how I got on with my internship in college. So okay. that was that. And then I graduated. Okay, about a month later, still no work. I'm just freelancing right now for a month. Uh, NBA finals are on. I get a call. Um, hey, I know this isn't really what you want to do, but you know, the, the Douglas County paper, they're looking for a news reporter. Douglas County is 45 minutes west of Atlanta, for those of you who don't know. And um, I was like, yeah, that, that's not really my thing. Yeah, that's not what I'm trying to do. And then kind of just hung up. Then I thought about it and I was like, I can stay in Atlanta and still do all the freelance stuff I'm doing on the side in the meantime and be there for six to 12 months and then make some shape. So then I called him back. Oh, I'm interested. <laughs> so like I got that job. I was a news reporter. Didn't want to do news. Didn't want to like didn't see myself in newspapers. I like I did newspapers <laughs> in college, but I thought I was going to go into TV. And then so uh, did that. Just learned about news, had to learn about like law sat in city council meetings for 11 months. And then like yeah. the, the reality of the industry, I got laid off. So wow. keep up with me now. You're saying the importance of networking. So I'm reaching out now to just like all my friends, letting everybody know like, no, you I was laid off. Like I'm not about to probably put out a Facebook status about this. So I'm texting everybody, right? So texting and then I'm texting these group of dudes that I met at the journalism conference from college. It was called the Southeast Journalism Conference. I went there two years in a row, junior and okay. senior year. And I met these dudes there uh, that I met both years. So I'm texting them and I'm letting them know, yo, I just got laid off. One of the dudes is like, yo, I don't know. I don't, I doubt you'll be interested in this. Cause he saw me doing all the big stuff in Atlanta, but neither, he didn't know I wasn't getting paid for none of that stuff. So like, right, it looked right. good. So that's another thing for, for you kids. If you look on Instagram, you see somebody look flashy, like, I want to get paid. People was like, congratulations, you out here. You're doing big things, bro. I won't even get paid for that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he was like, I doubt you will want it. But, you know, it was about 90 minutes from Atlanta. And I just put in my two weeks this uh, earlier this week. I'm burnt out, bro. I can't do it anymore. Wow. I was like, man, sports? You, I'm, I'm trying to get in sports. So I <laughs> jumped on it. Like, got on it, um, went to the interview the next Wednesday. I was laid off that Friday, that previous Friday. Next Wednesday, I went to Alabama for the interview and got the job by the end of the week, started the next week. So, gotcha. Go ahead. So, that job, when you got to Alabama, could you go, like, like what were the things you were doing within that job? Um, I did everything. (laughs) (laughs) Took the pictures. I laid out the newspaper. Uh, we did the biggest things we did was the uh, football preview magazine where I write all the stories for like all it's like seven local teams, seven, eight local teams, take all the pictures for the magazine. And I laid it out. I designed the whole thing. And it's like 67 pages, 72 wow. pages. And like I showed that to um, not to name drop because I don't know to do like that. But David Aldrich at, at an NABJ conference. And he was like, he looked at it and he was just like, wow, this is Wait, amazing. Wait, David Aldridge, NBA Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> wow. And he he was just like, he was just like, this is amazing. I was like, man, I'm so exhausted. Like, look at what they have me doing. Like, I'm doing all this. He's like, but this is like, this is impressive. Like, wow, you 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 took all these pictures. It's like, yeah. He's like, and you designed it and you wrote all these stories. I was like, yeah. It's like, wow, that's very impressive. He he wasn't like, let me hire you on the athletic, but you know. I mean, he he did say it was impressive, so oh, I he, guess wait, that's close enough. He didn't he didn't get you on the athletic. He didn't, unfortunately. Like, oh. I didn't get to do the I'm joining the athletic thing that there was like a meme for a couple <laughs> months there. So, um, I know. So, like, talk about like as you're progressing. Like, I know you said in the uh, there was one when I was reading on the website. You were in it was a Douglasville, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, where Douglas you like Ville. where you kind of that's where we're, you know you kind of started making a name for yourself. I think where you kind of um think. Well, I just know that's where that's where that's where you made a name for yourself. So could you go could you talk about a little a little bit about that? Yeah, I don't know if I made a name for myself in Douglasville. Like I was just kind of just a guy there. Um but like, I guess you would say like at that time in Douglasville, mm-hmm. I was freelancing at Rolling Out Magazine. And uh, that that's where I interned in college. So like, you know, I was still working for them for free pretty much after college. And, um, you know, but that's where I really, like that's when stuff started popping. Cause I started going viral. Like I asked Ben Simmons uh, the day, it was like his rookie season with um, Donovan Mitchell. Like it, the rookie race was him and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell wore like a hoodie that that spelled out what the definition of a, what a Ricky was. And like it, <laughs> it was going viral during the Hawks Sixers game. So, you know, I'm like, oh, this is perfect timing. So I go in the Philly locker room and I'm like, hey, Ben, um, Donovan Mitchell, he wore a, a hoodie with the definition of what a Ricky, a Ricky is. He's like, what did you say the definition was? And, you know, I'm young. So I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't read it. And then someone cut me off and was like, a Ricky is the first professional player. And I'm like, and then, like, uh, you know, he answered the question, and it went viral. It was on a Sports Center, and I got to Sports hear Center. my voice in it. Because, I remember you know, that. Because like, yeah, they cut the clip, like they cut the question or whatever. But like, since I'm like, I don't know, while while he's giving the answer, like that part was in Sports Center. So I got home, <laughs> turned on the TV, and I heard my voice. And I was in bed. I was like, "That's me!" Like it was crazy. <laughs> and then um, another time was with Lonzo Ball. Uh, he came to Atlanta, and I asked him. Who is top five rappers in the game were and like um he said like you know lonzo ball he said like future Lil uzi vert migos drake and then like some other mumble rapper and then uh <laughs> since since it was like you know that was just five like matt nas not tupac like well i mean okay but but this was like top five rappers in the game right now so that's mm-hmm. a little bit understandable but still Fact, it's yeah. like, bro, come on, dog. Like, like, he didn't say Kendrick. He didn't say Cole. Like, Cole, he didn't yeah. say the, the obvious, the obvious people. No, so not the obvious. He, he just he said went with the trendsetter. Rappers. The trendsetter. Exactly, exactly. So, like, DJ Academics posted it, and like, it that went crazy. It was on Bleacher Report as well, and mm-hmm. um, so like, I went viral. I probably went viral a couple other times that I just can't. Remember. Oh, yeah, the black woman's um top ten woman, black woman in sports journalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that list in like 2017 and that was from Munson Steed. He like recommended I do something like that. Okay. And I was going to do top 10 TV sports broadcasters. And I just like, no, let's just do all of journalism. 
And that thing went bonkers. Like all 10 of the women on the list acknowledged it and tweeted it out. And nice. uh, it was it was going viral while I was, you know, in the office at Douglas County. So, you know, here I am in, in the break room, you know, talking about, you know, city council and like stuff that I didn't really find. A, all due respect to Douglas County, I, I appreciate the job and the money <laughs> and, the ben- and the healthcare benefits. But it was like stuff that I wasn't passionate about at all. Right. So to be at a job I really wasn't passionate about in the days like kind of drew out and to be on my phone and it's like a whole nother world where like my phone is like like notification from Jamel Hill is like it's crazy. And Jamel Hill at that point was like she was starting, she was she was on the rise. Exactly, exactly. So so it was just Taylor Ricks tweeted it out. Like that joint was just crazy to me. And um yeah, so so that's when I started really buzzing was like 2017, 2018, I kept going viral. Now you talk to me like they, do you do you speak to like Jamel and Taylor Rooks from time to time? Like uh no, not really. Not really. Like I spoke to Taylor Rooks once at NABJ in Miami a couple years ago. And then um like 2018, I saw Jamel Hill at a, she was at a Hawks game. It was Hawks and OKC, and this when this was when Melo was on OKC. Right. So she was in the locker room talking to uh, Melo and stuff like that, just chopping it up. And I walked up to her because she had a shirt that was like, stay woke. And I was like, hey, I, I like your shirt. And then um, she was like, ha, ha, And then, you know, I was like, I don't know if you know, but I wrote that list. And then she was like, oh, okay, all right, thank you, thank you. And it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was a genuine, you know, it wasn't like a, all right, kid, get out of my face. So, right, you know, right, like, right. Nah, but it was like, nah, it's just people that I met like maybe once or twice, had like small talks with them. Like Rose, uh, excuse me, Ross, Ross going on Wude, same thing where I met her once and had a small talk with her and asked her for advice. Okay. Now, I do have a question here from Marcus. Did you meet Kobe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Bean. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, rest in peace, Mamba, man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Kobe. Now, I, as of now, because I know – well, was, again, you work at the Valley Times. You were the first black editor of that newspaper. Yeah. Talk about yeah. like talk about the um, how did it feel to be you know you're the first black rep- editor for that newspaper? Like, talk about the, your experience. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. So it was like I just got there, and then it was different because it was a small town. So it was like I was going from. A metropolitan area in a big city where uh, what happened in the metropolitan area in a big city? I'm trying to think what happened. Oh, it's just kind of like no one cared, you know, <laughs> like because there's so much going on. It's like Tyler Perry might be in the area. Like it was so much going on. People didn't care about the local uh, city council meeting and stuff like that. There was a couple of people in a community face gr- Facebook group, but like people didn't care for, for the most part. For sure. So I went from that to this small town like 3,000 people, 5,000 people, 8,000 people. And it was like, so high school sports to them was like everything. High school sports is like college in a small town and college is like professional. So we were 30 minutes north of Auburn. So Auburn was like, you know, their NFL team. And then, you know, of course the Falcons as well. And so, so it was just, when I first got down there, it was crazy, bro. Like I was getting recognized by people for the first time in my life. And it was like, it was just weird. Like it was like you small town famous. That that's like uh the slogan that, that one of the teams used when they won their first 
state championship in football in 50 years while I was down there. Shout out Chambers yeah. Academy. It was small town famous. And that's how I felt down there. It's like, because like when they ran my columns, my columns had my photo on it. So people would like see me and be like, hey, I read what you wrote. And like, you know, going back to what we were talking about before at the beginning of like, you know, whenever I write, I just kind of assume like no one cares. Like no one's going to see this. No one's going to read this actually. For sure. And then like, but people are actually reading and people are actually paying attention. And they're talking about like specific things I said. And like, it's, it was weird. It was honestly weird. Like people like in Walmart were like, Hey, Rashad, I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just weird, bro. It was weird. So it took some time to get it adjusted to. And then like one day this lady pulled up to the office and I was leaving. She was like, Hey, you're Rashad, right? And I was like, yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, here we go again. And the lady was like, yeah, I used to work for the Valley Times back in the 80s and stuff. Did you know you're the first black to ever be in your position? And I was like, what? And she was oh. like, you're the first black to ever hold any type of editor position at Valley Times. I was just like, wow, like that jumped crazy. So I went back in, you know, when I went back in for my assignment, I was like, hey, Wayne. Wayne is like the guy who's been there forever. Uh, this lady told me in a parking lot that I was like the first black editor here. Uh, is that true? And he was like, oh, think about it. Yeah, yeah, probably are. Probably. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I, I, I took that and I, I ran with it. I ran. I told everybody. I was like, did you know I was the first black editor? <laughs> I was like, black power, black power. That is like, that's what I was doing. So it, it was pretty I like cool. It. I like it. So I'm, I'm going to transition a little bit because you're also you were a, a hip hop journalist. What got you in that round of journalism? I mean, all right, so uh, I try to I try to step around it or whatever, but like I, I have a you know a little musical background, a little uh little rap background and stuff. Like I've always been into music, just okay. a music head and stuff like that. And like you know, I just used to be around a bunch of rappers and stuff. I used to be like in a rap game, you know what I'm saying? So just kind of in that those connections and everything, I just always had like a passion for it. So being in journalism, it's kind of just like. You know, same thing as doing sports, really. Sure. Now, cause I know you could, again, Gucci Man, T.I., like how how was the networking reaching out to those guys? To um, It was, so the the T.I. was on the Rolling Out, and then like all of these dudes, I was doing, I was doing stories for Rolling Out. Okay. And then so it was all under that. And then the T.I. thing was at the Magic City Classic, which is in Birmingham, Alabama, between Alabama State, Alabama A&M every year. And okay. T.I. was a performer, and then he was doing a press conference beforehand because he was doing this partnership with Bud Light, um, giving money to HBCU. So that was the story and everything like that. So to ask him questions and, you know, being from Atlanta, like, excuse me, that, that was like everything to me. And, you know, obviously in 2021 at this time, it's not the best best time in the world to be like, oh, T.I., you know. <laughs> But uh, that's true. You know, Good point. But but back then, it's like before we knew anything, you know, what I'm saying, um, you know, I just looked up to him a lot like him and and Kanye. Those were my two favorite rappers as a kid. So okay. it, it just it just meant a lot to, to interview T.I. and ask him a couple questions. The Gucci thing and everything. I was just, you know, those were all at Hawks games, Yachty, Hawks games. Um, so just covering the Hawks games and having them perform. That, that's how that's how those things came about. Can, would you mind giving me your top five rappers of all time? Oh man, 
right, all right. So, dang, you really put me on a hot seat here. Like, all right, I'm not the biggest hip hop head. Let, let me put that disclaimer out first. Because I feel like people give their top fives and then they get killed for it. So I'll say this. I'm not the biggest hip hop head in the world. Like, that's okay. I know. I'm not um, the biggest hip hop head. I'm not me neither. Like, like Bron says, like, I'm a hip hop connoisseur. First of all, LeBron, no. And say it all, like, okay. So, all right. Number, I, I guess you got to go Pac and Big, top two. And right. then uh, you can interchange uh, three stacks. I'm from Atlanta. That's a bit biased, but whatever. Um, now it gets tough because you can go with the new guys to fill. You can say, you can say Kendrick and Drake and not even Drake for the pen, because obviously we know about Drake with his pen, but you know, just he's putting, he's doing like black beetle, you know, like Beatles numbers, you know? Uh, but Wayne also did Drake numbers before Drake was doing Drake numbers. That's true. And then you have a guy like Kanye who like, he might not be the best rapper and the, and the best lyricist ever, but, his impact on music, he's probably the most influential and the greatest artist in the past 25 years, to, like in America, at least. I, 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 I agree with that. So I guess I'll go just for that. I'll go Pac and Big, uh, Three Stacks, uh, Yay, and then Kendrick. That's a very where, controversial top five. Where Where is Nas, LL Cool J, Cube? Dre, Snoop Dogg on that. Are they honorable mentions? I'm just curious. Uh, Snoop, top 10. Okay. Uh, Nas, top 10. Jay, I didn't say Jay. That's, oh, New York, don't get me, New York. I have I have big in the top two, so I should be good anyway. No, you're, uh, you're fine. Top 10. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Dr. Who else? Dre, Ice Cube. No, nah, Dr. Dre can't rap. Salute to Dr. Dre, though. Cube, not top ten. Lo, nah, not top ten. Okay, not top ten. You, you got because you got guys like Rakim and guys like Kiss. Like people giving Kiss his flowers now because of verses. You got guys like Ja Rule and DMX and yeah, you know, there's so many. DMX. Yeah, uh, Q Tip. Q Tip. Like, oh man, can't forget about him. There, there's so many. There's so many Ludacris. people. Big boy, Ludacris. It's so many, man. It's so many. So, so but many. but yeah, I'm not putting Dr. Dre in my top ten. That that no, I, I can't. I respect. But uh, Big Nate, hold on. Yes, sir. Uh, do you want me to tell the Kobe story for uh for the dude who asked about Kobe? Yes, if you don't mind, I got a couple more questions, and then we're gonna get into the sports talk. All right, cool, cool. So I'll try to keep it quick. All right, so Kobe's story was like this. It was like uh, we got in for the first time. First NBA game I covered was my junior year of college. And I did that with the student newspaper. It was R.J. Hunter. He was a former Georgia State guy. He hit the big shot in the March Madness, and his dad was a coach, and he fell off the chair, and it went viral. He went to the Boston Celtics, Celtics. that year. And uh, when, when he was there, his rookie year, we got credentials to go to that game. So we went to that game, and then when we left, they were like, we were like, thank you. And they were like, uh, what did they say? They're like, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, anytime you guys want to come back, just email us. It's like, wow, for real? Is that easy? So – Couple of weeks later, Kobe announces his retirement in Washington, and he, you know, he's going to Atlanta on that Friday. So I put in immediately, just shooting my shot, and you know, I mean, Kobe, ironically, and uh, <laughs> I, we got in, we got in, so we got in, and uh, we got to see Kobe Bryant's final game in Atlanta, 
and then I was in the press conference and uh, yeah, man, I, I got that. I snuck in a question, but that press conference was like one of the more aggressive press conferences I've ever been in. So like I had to like sneak in a question and I snuck in my question and uh, like years later, I saw that it was a question someone asked them already in, in Washington a couple of days prior, but Kobe was a good sport about it. He laughed and the whole room laughed. And um, yeah, it's, it's a moment I'll always remember. Nice, nice, nice. So um, I know you've also done work with the Atlanta Falcons as well. So like, were you just like, like, can you talk a little bit about that, what you were doing with the Falcons? Yeah. And please so I, tell me you did not part, you were, you were not there when you witnessed that, that choke. Oh, oh man. So, <laughs> so, so, so that night, you know, I was invited to, we, we got credentials actually to cover like the, the events, like the week events and stuff leading up to the game. But we were in college, man, we were broke. We didn't have the money to like get airfare and then pay for a hotel for like, you know, Super Bowl week for a week. Right. We didn't have the money for that. So we didn't go. But, um, you know, but yeah, anyways, I turned down every Super Bowl party invite and stuff like that from my family, from my friends, everybody. I was like, bro, I got to watch this at home. I mean, in my dorm by myself. Like, it's just, it's the biggest moment of my life. So I was standing up the whole time and, uh, you know, I was just playing defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, defense you know i'm like pacing defense i'm like get on get on and you know like we get into the quarterback and it's beautiful dwight freeney's like 48 and he's sacking tom brady grady jarrett's got he went full super sane at like four sacks in the first half and i was just like oh and then the, the robert alford oh man robert oh, alford takes six and he throws up the A. I haven't seen anyone do that since 2004. Oh, so when he did it, I was like, I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> I'm, I'm punching my closet door. I'm like, ah. And uh, you know, it's just and then it happened. And you know, for for the outside world, people might be like, oh, they're so surprised and shocked. It happens literally to the Falcons every single week. Like that's the story of the Matt Ryan era. It's like every single week they blow leads and they make games more interesting than they, or, yeah, they make it more interesting. The thing is, are they going to win or not? <laughs> that yeah, was the true. thing. We knew they were going to blow the lead. We didn't know if they would be able to hold off the blown lead or not. So uh, that jump was just crazy. I tweeted it. Saddest moment of my life. Anyways, that next season I'm with rolling out. Right. So I covered. Um, the Falcons for rolling out. I didn't get to do any Falcons in college because like the NFL and the Falcons didn't, the Falcons and the Braves didn't rock with college media. So I didn't get to do any of that in college. So with rolling out, I got to do the Falcons in 2017. I covered them, went to like every home game and it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun and stuff like that. Uh, and then I'm trying to think when was Sports Illustrated? Sports Illustrated was like probably over the pandemic. So right. it's like 2020. And um, yeah, with Sports Illustrated, I, I was on the little Teams calls, the little Zoom calls with the Falcons and stuff like that. And um, just wrote a bunch of Falcons content and did a bunch of Falcons videos and stuff. So at that point, like I was already pretty much checked out as a fan. Um, I don't blame And you. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few years for, for me when I, I, as a Raven fan, even as an Oriole fan, I, I you know, we've now lost, we lost 110 games this year for the Orioles. 
I checked out, and it was like two weeks left of the season. Like, <laughs> damn. But but the, the thing is, though, like, as a journalist, like, that's the tricky part because, like, we come in this thing because we're fans of sports. But, like, I had to eventually, like, just check in all my fan tags because, like, regardless of how – like, because, like, I was kind of known as a kid that was, like, diehard Atlanta. Like, to be taken seriously, I had to, like, put that away. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like a sacrifice because it's, like, you know, some your whole life. But in Atlanta, anyway, it's not even – you know, it's just saving yourself from more heartbreak anyway. It still stings sometimes when Atlanta teams let me down, but not as much like when I was a fan fan. Right. So I have a question. So you were a theater minor? Yeah, yeah. You were yeah. on Netflix with uh, on a show on, Netflix, on FX, excuse me. And you met also John Cena. Yeah, yeah. John, I was on. I was on a movie with John Cena that, and uh, I used to do extra work. I used to do like background work and stuff like that in Atlanta. And I was on Atlanta, ironically, you know, Donald Glover show on FX. And uh, did you, I'm just curious, did you give John Cena the attitude adjustment? <laughs> no, the, it, John, he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Like him and Gronk are two people who are like, you know, they look nice on TV, but they're really nice people. Like if you meet them and it's, I don't know. It's, I think Gronk is the biggest movie. kid. Like I, th I think, other compared to Shaq, I think Gronk is the biggest <laughs> kid in the world. They, they they go so well together. They did that little uh, pandemic thing where they had you know Gronk and Shaq's big party with Taylor Rooks hosting it. That was one of my favorite nights of the pandemic. <laughs> is that the one where he had Gronk on his shoulders? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I still I cannot believe that. And Shaq was like DJing and everything. Shaq's yeah. a really good DJ. It's, it's a really good thing. But but yeah yeah like shout out to Gronk and. John Cena, like, shout out to them. Yeah, but like, he he like walked up to her because, you know, people usually, especially the stars of a of a thing, they don't usually talk to the background talent. So, right. like John Cena, he literally just walked over to our table. We were like supposed to be high school students at a prom, and then he walked over to our table, and then like he was like, "How's everybody doing?" And then I was just like, "I was holding on to the table. I was like, "Just holding on, man." He's like, "Just holding on." I was like. Just holding on, man, you know. <laughs> it was real nice. And then he started playing piano on set. I was like, John Cena knows how to play piano. What can this guy do? He can rap. He can wrestle. Amazing. Amazing. So this is my – then we're going to get into sports. This is a two-part – well, actually, my, this is a, two more questions, and then we're going to get into sports. Did you ever – because in Atlanta, they have, you know, inside the NBA – did you ever picture yourself doing a show like that? You know, like with Ernie, like how Ernie, you know, how he contains Chuck, <laughs> Kitty. Did you ever envision yourself doing a show like that? Would you ever do you envision that still? Well, first things first, man. Shout out to Ernie. He's another nice guy. When you talk about nice guys, mm -hmm. um, I went to his book signing my senior year of college. This is what I'm saying. Moving to Atlanta, like just being around stuff, and. Um, and, you know, like, I just like, hey, I'm about to graduate. Here's my information. I love to shadow you or, or something like that. And uh, he gave me his email and he let me shadow him a couple of weeks later uh, at, inside nice. the NBA. Like, which is just crazy. It's just ridiculous. And, and I'm trying to, like, pop big stuff, like, and talk trash back and forth with, with Chuck backstage. I didn't know what I was talking about. So he was like, so he, he was like, he's like, who y'all got tonight, right? So, like, it's the Hawks and the Pacers on. And I was like. The Hawks, or like I said, like the Pacers. 
but he was talking about who y'all got as y'all fantasy picks. You know how like at the show they do like one fantasy player every right. every show. Right. But I'm trying to be a know-it-all kid and I was just wrong and I'm still embarrassed about that to this day. But um, you know, like for the first of all, shout out to uh, Ernie on that. As far as like Atlanta and Turner, they distanced themselves so much from Atlanta. Like they barely talked about the Hawks growing up. Like, like you would never know they were in in, in Atlanta, Atlanta if you just yeah exactly wow because like they just never talked about Atlanta or like the Hawks or anything growing up. So like it was like like I said, I grew up more yeah 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 the Braves okay. uh, TBS in them, okay. um, but like Turner as far as NBA like never talked about the Hawks. The so Hawks. it's like That's you wouldn't crazy. even know that they were in Atlanta. So, I mean, growing up, like I said, like the dream was ESPN, not not TNT, not Turner. Um, but like getting in college and everything like that, and getting closer to, you know, a lot of kids getting Turner uh, internships and stuff like that. I definitely would like admired their work and stuff. And I grew For up sure. watching NBA TV, so that's Turner as well. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know what what I what type of show that I like to host in the future. Sure. So you said, I'm sorry. I'm by the way, I'm sorry, Nate. That was a long winded answer to say, I don't know. Like, so I apologize for that. Don't apologize. It's all good. So you said ESPN, who did you growing up? And then we'll get to my last question. We'll get into sports. This is a a, a part of a side of the, you're talking about ESPN. Who was it at ESPN I know your dad talked to me you said earlier in the, in the earlier where your dad said, "Well, Chris Berman, you know, gets paid to talk sports." Besides Chris, but who else at ESPN made you go? I, I got to be on ESPN. I want to be on ESPN. Everybody black. <laughs> I respect that absolutely. Jay Harris, Stan Verrett, Stuart Scott, Scott rest, in rest in peace. God rest his soul. Um, who else? Sage. Uh, um, Michael Smith. Michael Smith. Michael Jamel Wilbon. Hill. Mike Will Bond for sure. Everybody black. Everybody black inspired. Terrence Moore used to be on there a lot, and that's my yeah. mentor now. Um, yeah, man, is everybody. John Saunders, rest in peace. Rest in peace, John Saunders. Um, Stephen A. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, Stephen A. Stephen A. When I was a kid, when I grew up, it was kind of like it was a lovely relationship. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> it's still kind of like that now. <laughs> I, I respect him for like, you know, he's like what one of the probably top five paid in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like Howard, Jim Rohn, so. uh, Skip Bayless, and then like Stephen A probably are like top four guys in sports journalism as right. far as getting money. So salute to him for getting his money. Like get your money, black man. But like it's like mm, it's like the role they make him play. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It just doesn't draw us in the best light. And it's kind of like, you know, so, and then he's such a role model because he does get paid the most and he is the most visible face on ESPN right now. Right, right. And it's like so many kids, like they see that growing up, like, you know what I'm saying? Like me growing up watching the other people, like they're growing up watching Stephen A and they're, they're like, okay, I want to grow up and just, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, man, like, all black folks ain't loud. All black folks ain't. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's just true. a lot of type of it's like kind of negative stereotypes being portrayed, and like they push it, and it's kind of like it's almost like it's trying to be slick with it. Like it's like okay, this is the man that you want to push and promote. Okay, all right, bet. 
Like, why not Bomani? Bomani's black. You know, Bomani salute Jones. to Bomani get, get in the HBO show. Is it because Bomani doesn't scream and just have hot takes all day? No, he does. Yep. He, he's an intelligent man and, like, well-spoken. He's a well-spoken, you know. They only use well-spoken with black people, too. Ryan Clark, but, too. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Clark, yeah. But I think Bomani's – I think he's going to leave. I think his contract is almost up, so. No, no, he, he said he's staying. He said he's, he's staying. He's going to stay? Okay. He's, he's, but he got the show with HBO, so he said – Got the show with HBO, but he's still staying past March. Okay. I know they're kind of, I don't know what they're going to do about um, Sage. I know there's some, they took her off. No, nah, no, nah, they, they're not, they're not going to take her off. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not it's like, well, it's like they would have taken her off by now. For know? sure. So, for sure. Like, like everybody said, she's been doing it for the past like five years now. Like I even got in trouble, ironically, for writing something about Sage, like, I was in, this was, when I was interning at Rolling Out, I wrote about Sage being taken off an of NBA countdown um, for like saying the thing about Andre Iguodala. And then I was like, the story was like, ESPN kills two birds with, with one stone, getting rid of uh, Sage Steele off an of NBA countdown. And then, so the ESPN PR guy DM'd me on, like he followed me on Twitter and I was in theater class. <laughs> And I looked at my phone. And I was like, "Oh snap! A guy from ESPN followed me. He was following like a hundred people and had eight thousand followers. Of course, I'm gonna follow back. So I followed back. As soon as I followed back, he's in my DM. Hey, Rashad, I've seen your article about Sage. It made it seem like yeah, that she was being fired, and so you had to write like a follow up. They gave like an official statement to USA Today. I'm like, dang, why can't you give us an official uh, official statement? Wow. Like, I'm the, I'm the one that you're mad at. That you're mad at, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, statement from USC. I, I, I think I remember that article. The, the, what you said was nothing wrong. It was just it was just a joke. No, nah, no, nah, I was I was going in. I'm not gonna lie. I was going in on Sage. But well, I mean, I Sage, mean, with all due respect, Sage does make some some interest has some interesting takes. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's entitled to it. You know, sure. She's entitled to it. But but like I said, like that was five years ago. That was four years ago. So the fact wow. that like, you know, she she made the comment about like they were protesting in the airport about Muslims not being able to fly, right? And, and um, and she takes a picture of it, and it's like, I'm just trying to get on my flight. Like it's like, bro, like, how how tone deaf can you be? Like, do you <laughs> you don't understand the situation? <laughs> exactly. Like that's exactly why they're protesting because they can't get on flights. <laughs> hey, come on, come on, man. But but you know, like, anyways. So yeah, they're they're not gonna get rid of her. No, I don't know. I, it, but it depends on like the public outrage, because if sure. the public outrage gets loud enough, it's like a Kyrie situation, you know. Yeah, we're gonna get into that in, in the sports talk part. Yeah. But my last question, and we're gonna get into sports. What what drives you? What gives you the motivation every day to just the work that you've put in? You know, with uh, with the Claren Ledger, working with uh, Jackson State. YouTube channel, just from where you like where you are, like what 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 get what drives you? Um, the fear of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> you get sad when you have time to think and just sit. Like it's like a very uh, you know, I I've, I've spent the last three and a half years of my life like living away from my home state, living in different states in apartments by myself, like. With that much free time, if I just sat there and just thought about how I was hours away and states away from all my friends and loved ones, I, I would just get really sad and it wouldn't be a positive outcome. So just staying busy, 
uh, keeps me like from from sadness. <laughs> But but I guess what like also motivates me to like continue to push a bar and stuff and become better is um just all the people who like ever rejected me, like rejection from my childhood. So like I know a lot of people be like, that's childhood trauma you need to let go of. That's unhealthy. It, it pushed me this far. Like I, I you know, I, I use it a little bit to keep tugging and keep pushing me to get far. And and I know right. you have to address those traumas and you know, everything like that. And I felt like I have over the pandemic because it forced you to sit down and sit down with your own thoughts. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that's what pushes me. Okay, okay, I respect that, I respect that. We're gonna go into the sports topic. We're good on time. Um, Rashard, because I know, because you've, you've talked about the National Women's Basketball YouTube channel a few, a quite, a, quite a bit. Who is, last, the last year they came out with a report about how they're funded you know i think they're getting below a million dollars compared to the men where the men are getting twice triple what they're getting last season we we saw a great march march madness tournament um I, i'm still like recovering from my lady terps I'm getting uh trounced but you know they had the one ranked all, best offense in the in the nation and, and then get and and shellacked like that. Um, I, I hold on real quick. The, the, the University of Maryland women's basketball team is going to get to the Final Four. Guarantee. Okay. Um, just what are you what, like? What are you looking for for this year from last year? Like like who like what team do you think stand is is do you think stands are like your top? Like, who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think's coming? I think it's like ten teams, man. Mm -hmm. I think it's like ten teams, and I say this all the time: is you, you obviously start with South Carolina number. One. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me respect. You start with the defending champs, Stanford. Stanford. Uh, you start with Stanford, then you go number one recruiting class, South Carolina. Then you go with UConn, the two generational talents, and they bring back most of their team. Their team gets a year older. And they brought in, you know, three of the top 15. <laughs> just just for the record, just just for the record real quick. Yeah. We played Taos University. The ladies got embarrassed. It was like they got 40 ball. It was like 112, like 49. With your oh, children. my God. I mean, <laughs> that, that, I mean, and, I mean it, it, it put us on the map, but... I mean, we got trounced by UConn. I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> we're I, I can't, you know, we're actually in the same uh, conference as UConn. See, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like everybody, <laughs> like you're just proving the point that like everybody says UConn doesn't play any. Like they, if you guys are in their conference, come on now. Like, like what are we doing, UConn? But okay, so that that's UConn, um, and, and the top three as well. Okay. And then uh, you got. Uh, who else? You have? you have like you said, Maryland. Maryland. Shout shout out to Diamond Miller. Shout out to Ashley Wusu. Shout out to uh, Angel Reese. Uh, uh, Angel Reese. Shout out to Chloe Bibby. Uh, shout out to Mimi Collins. Like okay. y'all got a squad. Yeah, you have great size and great length, and uh, can score the ball and good defense as well. Yeah, just a really good team. Um, so that's Maryland, and then NC State. NC, NC State. I agree with that. 
bringing back my girl, Alyssa Kunain, Alyssa Kunain. And um, who else do they have over there at NC State? They have Diamond Johnson, I believe. Uh, they had Madison Hayes, who transferred Madison over Hayes. from Mississippi State. She was a five-star over there. They have – who else do they have at NC State? They have, a, uh, they have someone else who was also on the Team USA this past summer on NC State. And then you have uh, Louisville. 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 Uh, so that's seven. Haley Van Lith, they were one of the top teams last year. They lose an All-American like Dana Evans, but they bring in, a, I think, a pretty good class as well. Um, so, I mean, just with another year of Haley Van, I think she should be able to, you know, take that next step this season. Okay. Then you got Oregon. Uh, so where am I at now? Like I gave like eight teams, right? Eight teams, two more. Uh, so, so you got Oregon. They're a tough team as well. Uh, led by Sedona, and um, but they also have you know a Satu sister, uh, um, and who else? Who okay, else? Yeah, that's right. I thought you said she's a senior this year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she's projected. Year. She's projected to go on like the first round. So it's like you know, like like sister, like sister. Yeah. Sister, sister. But only concern is with the with her was his injuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but she's but she's definitely she's definitely gonna be in the draft. Yeah, and then they have uh, Tiana Papau from yeah, Team Tiana. USA coming in the picture. I think she's going to be a freshman this year, so yeah, I'll be interested as well. That's eight. Okay. Hmm. Trying to think of anybody. Indiana. Indiana's really good. They okay. were good last year. They made a good run. I think they went to like the Sweet 16 last year, and they returned a lot of good players as well. And then you can even go like for 10, you can go. Iowa State, Iowa, you can go UGA, like Baylor, women's you, basketball. Baylor, LSU on that, on that oh, thing. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Not LSU, not this year. Okay. Baylor, maybe. Baylor, maybe. Baylor might be in the top 10. Baylor well, might be. Well, now they got uh, Nikki Cohen. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout, shout, out, shout out to Nick. Um, I mean, she was a coach of the year a couple of years ago in the WNBA. So, yeah, yeah. you know, she, she should be all right. Got a great staff. Shout out to uh, – Chloe, overtime Chloe over there on staff now, you know. Okay. Uh, Shout out to that, Chloe. That's another one of my homies. Um, I was trying to get her on, like, during the tournament. But, like, she says that she only, like, responds to FaceTimes and stuff, and I accidentally FaceTime her. And uh, so when she FaceTimed back, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm not in FaceTime. Like, <laughs> so, like, that was just a – it was just an awkward moment, and, like, she never came on the channel. But, yeah, yeah but shout out to – yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but now it might be tough because, you know, she's with the program now. So I don't know if she can just do media stuff like she used to. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? That was Oregon. Oh, that's Baylor. You're talking about Baylor. Yeah, that, that's pretty. I mean, people are talking about UCLA as a sleeper. I I'm, don't see I'm one of the sleepers. Uh, so, yeah, they'll just have to prove me wrong. Well, Iowa. After, after Michaela and Monique came out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't followed UCLA. I mean, but people are talking highly about them, so they have to have something. You know what I'm saying? Like, people sure. are, like, everybody's being, like, UCLA, like, they're including them in their list. So, me personally, like, like they, uh, I was talking to, who was that a couple of months ago? It was Tarika Foster Brasby, how she was, yeah. like, you know, how we sleep, how Eastern, uh, East Coast can, like, literally sleep on Pac-12 teams because, you know, we're asleep when they're playing, you know? Right. <laughs> We right. don't watch them that late. So uh, those are other teams that they could – a team from the Pac-12. And, 
Arizona, even though they're missing their star player now, maybe they do something. I don't know. Um, all right, who is the team that uh, Iowa can get hot? That's the team that I'm looking Iowa at. Iowa definitely like, can get hot. Trust your eyes. Yeah, yeah. If you get if you get hot in the tournament, what does it take? It takes like what three wins to get to, three, four wins to get Wait. to the final four. Yes, they can do that. They can do that. So I'm looking at Iowa, Iowa State with uh, Ashley. I believe you pronounce it Jones, her last name, but she spells it with the e before the n. Yeah, that's um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Ashley, like, she's tough, too. So, like I said, man, it's 10 teams that can legitimately win the championship this year, at least eight. And um, it's, it's not so – it's not like a foregone conclusion of who the top four teams are. Like, I know everybody is easy to say Stanford, UConn, South Carolina, and um, Maryland, but it's, it's not a foregone conclusion. I'm still not – I mean, I'm still not over that, man. We lost to Texas. We lost to Charlie Collier. Relationship with your oh my God! I'm, I'm just not. I'm not over that. We go. We 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 go get a revenge. Yeah, I mean, revenge. Uh, talking to Diamond. I don't know if you saw that. I interviewed Diamond over like August or something like that. I did see and, that. Uh, she was like, she was just very sounded very motivated from it, and uh, because they they shouldn't have lost that game. Like they know it. We know it. They shouldn't have right. lost that game. So, Charlie, I mean, but, uh, for sure, shout out to Vic Schaefer, though. Vic Schaefer, get them girls right. You know, like, it says something when someone gets further than what they're supposed to do. You know, he yeah. was the coach from Mississippi State when Mississippi they beat State. UConn. So, T- I mean. Tierra McCallan, Victoria Vivens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And little Morgan hit the shot. Yeah, little Morgan. Vic Schaefer is a good coach. Very good coach. But I think it should be a great, a great basketball season. And I really do hope what the changes that they, the reports that they found that, you know, hey, these women can play the game of basketball, just like the men's. So, I mean, I think it's just, it was just wrong to see that, you know, they're with five pound weights and, you know, yoga mats. That's, meanwhile, like, that's, that's nothing. Yeah, for sure. I think the craziest story in college athletics this year that not many people are talking about that I've, you know, recently brought up, like kind of briefly brought up mm-hmm. is like, I think for the first time in my life, the biggest athlete in all of college athletics is a woman. It's Paige Beckers. Paige Beckers out of UConn. Yeah. She's bigger than anybody in college football. She's bigger than Bryce Petty or Bryce Young. I'm sorry, Bryce Petty. <laughs> <laughs> She's bigger than Bryce Young. She's bigger than. Who else? Who I, know, else I, know, I, know, I know you've talked about her on the channel because there's another YouTuber. I'm not sure if you, you've probably heard of him, Sports Streams Network. I know you did a video with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did a video reacting to him because people are like, can you react to this guy? <laughs> there used to be people used to talk about him in like the comments like of the games. And they were like, yeah, that Sports Network dude doesn't know what he's talking about. I was like, did I do something? And they were like, no, oh, his you. channel is named Sports. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's when I was I was first put on his radar was from like people just complaining about him in my comment section. Right, because I know he he did he did a video, he's done quite a few videos on Paige and then Caitlin too, with him like, okay, you, you praise one and then you tear one down like. Got to get them clicked. I guess so. I guess. Um, are you for the men's bat for men's college men's basketball? Like, who are you looking forward to? 
no one. But uh, shoot, if I had to say anybody, all right. So you got Chet and Gonzaga. Uh, Don't put Maryland on that list. I'm list. looking. I'm looking at Auburn because just of like ATL ties with Katie. Katie, you know, he transferred from um, Georgia UGA to to Auburn. That's just some Atlanta stuff that I'd be like keeping track of. Right, um, right, right. I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I said, like I'm I'm locked in on the women's game. Right. <laughs> I respect that. What got you interested in the WNBA? I've always been interested in in women's basketball, like uh, just kind of growing up because it was like, like I said, I mean, the crowds used to be larger, too, when I was a kid, when I was like really young. So like watching as a kid, you just saw packed crowds during the summer and they played when the NBA wasn't. Right. So as a kid, like I just looked at the WNBA is like the equivalent to the NBA. And then like throughout the years, as years went on, like it felt like the crowds were getting emptier and emptier. emptier and then like with social media it was people were just telling like the kitchen jokes and all these white jokes yeah. and then i was like oh is it a big deal to support the wv like like it was just weird to me it's like a real there's a weird realization realization of like people don't support the women's game like as well they like there's no difference like it's right. a little lower scoring that's it um so so i've always supported the, the women's game and then, but really with YouTube, um, I really started pursuing YouTube. Like I've had the channel forever, but I started pursuing it for real, for real, April, 2020. And then, so okay. doing that, I was doing NBA drive uh, reactions and stuff. And then when basketball came back with the wobble, I was reacting to women's basketball over there. Did you, and, know, were you um, ever get an opportunity? I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you ever get an opportunity to, were you asked to, hey, you know, we like you to, cover this team, um, you know, you know, ask, uh, exit interviews, different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used to do a couple of dream games with uh rolling out magazine back, okay. like way back when, like 2018 and stuff like that. And, uh, I like one of my favorite, I guess the biggest moment that I've done with W, uh, was Skylar Diggins Smith. She said before the season that there needed to be, excuse me, more black women curating like women's sports stories for black women. Yes. And then so um, in Atlanta, it was like Autumn Johnson, shout out to Autumn. She was interviewing her, uh, you know, Lachina's in Atlanta and like Autumn's camera person was a black woman. And mm -hmm. uh, it was another black woman there too. So it was like, I was the only dude in the scrum. So I was like, you know, you, you talked about it in a, in an article before the season when you look in front of you and you see this, like, how does that make you feel like hopeful for the future of like kind of sports media? And she was like, you know, that's not to take away from what you do as a male writer, but you know, it's important that we have these black women that, that did pretty well. Cause she challenged ESPN in that. So, right, right, right. you know, it did well. Did you ever um, get a chance? Did you do any, did you do any wobble games last season? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't, I didn't do any wobble games. I haven't covered the W like with like actual WNBA players since 2018 and I was, and it's crazy cause for years I was like looking for people to write for. Like I was begging people like, let me write about the WNBA. Like, can I write about the WNBA for you? Like I just needed an outlet to, you know, get the credentials and stuff like right, that. Right. And then reaching out to them myself. Like I wasn't big enough myself with my, with my own stuff 
to get access. So that's something I'm still battling with, man. That's something you. I'm still battling with. So we get at the W. Um, oh, that. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Nate, hold on, Nate. I I, I didn't get the finish. So this is this is what. No, you're all right. You're all right. No, no, don't don't don't. don't, don't. It, it wasn't like a rude like. Let me finish. It wasn't like that. <laughs> it's just just to explain to people what happened. So, anyways, like I was so I was just doing a bunch of YouTube videos, right? And then like the women's. It just caught on. It just caught fire. Like the Paige Becker stuff in particular, and people were just kept asking for it. People kept requesting it. So that's really when like my whole kind of shift just went more women's basketball than anything else. I still pay attention to the men's game and uh, the NBA. Um, like I said, I just love the game. I'm just a fan right. of the game, regardless right. who's playing. But that's where it really took off of me like locking in fully on women's basketball this past year. Respect, respect. So we're going to get into uh, the WNBA. Uh, the first, I'm, I'm going to ask like your overall opinion of the season so far. Um, the awards? Did you agree with the awards? Who got snubbed? Um, and then we're going to talk about the playoffs. I think the rookie class was really underwhelming this year. Like, agreed. Wasn't was relationship with your Oh children. my god. <laughs> was, the, the Ricky class wasn't really good this year, and um, very disappointing. Uh, that's like the main takeaway that I have. So it's kind of like uh, Onion Rare went when she won. It was like, okay, who else? Like you know, of course, you know, she had a great season, great start to the season as yeah. as a rotational player and a starter. But there wasn't like you had to think last year. Kenny Carter was averaging eighteen points. She led her team in scoring. You know, Crystal Dangerfield was. You know, she was only averaging like 14, 15, mm -hmm. but, you know, the, the type of like move she was doing was crazy. And, yeah. you know, she bolstered and helped lead uh, Minnesota to the playoffs along with Fee and stuff. So, and, and Lexi, shout out to yeah, Lexi. Lexi. She, she had a great season last year. Yeah. With and Minnesota also, too, well. you and I were on, because Lexi Brown for a little bit had a, was doing her little YouTube thing. Yeah. And we, I, I would see you on there a few times. Man, I, I'd be, bro, I'd be supporting Lexi for real. Yeah. Like, like that's line, but like I and I don't know the lady. I ain't never met her, but but she's from Atlanta. She's from Gwinnett. Shout out to the now. But uh, like I I support her because she's from Atlanta. And then you know like um she's I always like been interactive too. Like because you know she always been like Instagram famous. So she posted one thing after a game against UGA in the in the tournament, and she killed UGA like like knocked down like three consecutive threes in the second half, and like she was just killing them. So, like, she posted on Instagram, you know, like, of course, the comments is just hard eyes and, like, I love you and stuff like But I was just like, dang, you ain't had to do my dogs like that. And she liked it. And I was, like, surprised she, you know, like, interacted with people like that. And then um, I even got into, like, a debate with her in a comment section about um, she thought it was a stupid idea to say that the Wobble was, was going to be a distraction from social justice. Okay, fast forward a year later. Sports are back, you know, we're two seasons into it and no one's talking about George Floyd anymore, but, um, you know, that's just a that's fact. Actually, no one's talking about Breonna Taylor, Taylor anymore. No one's talking about Ahmaud Arbery anymore. Nope. You know, those cases are still, I mean, George Floyd isn't still going on, but the other cases are still going on. Right. Um, and, you know, there's plenty other plenty issues that we hear about, you know, we see them like the, the missing black people stuff and, you know, we kind of hear about it, and then it's like, 
But did you see what LeBron did last night? So it was like, I kind of proved my point. Anyways, um, so so I had a little back and forth with her about that. You can that touch on the LeBron, the LeBron, if you would like. You go, you can, you can touch on the LeBron point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean that that was pretty much it. That was like that was it. It's just you know we get we live in a generation where everything is so, you know, like this week the hot thing is Courtney Williams, and it's like. You know, it was people in the comment section. If they don't like what I said about the Courtney Williams, it's like, Rashad, why are you saying that? They're like, two weeks, <laughs> they're not going to care about this Courtney Williams thing. But the messed up part is, you know, who will? Courtney Williams, because she's still not going to have a team to sign. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is real life for Courtney Williams and Crystal Bradford for a trending topic this week. So it's like, people fake care a lot because stuff moves so The world fast. moves so fast. So fast. I agree. And then it's just like, so like, that whole thing last year, last summer, I was surprised how long it carried on because yeah. it's like, especially as black people, like we've seen it firsthand of like, you know, everybody cares and we do this march and uh, Musa and then like it goes back to normal in a couple months. And the same and thing happened. It's like, dang, another one and another one. So like last summer, the how long it kind of lasted, it was different. It was uh, it, felt something. it definitely felt different. I, yeah. I, never, you know, I, I did a video. It was right after when Jacob Blake had gotten shot. Mm. I, think that video, I kid you not, I think it has like 140 something views. Mm. And it was just me just venting just how I felt because I actually literally almost, I was like, about to start crying in the video. Yeah. Because I, the biggest question in the video that I was trying to add, I, you know, with the WNBA, NBA, and a couple, I think the Milwaukee Brewers, they had postponed their games. Like, what was the plan? What was the next step? You know, we're just, you know, the games were postponed. You know, we're done for the season. We just not, we sent out for a few games. And it kind of just didn't, everybody was kind of like, we need to go back to playing basketball. And I kind of was like, well, then what was the point of postponing games if we're going to turn around and say, well, let's just play basketball? Because, like, what did, what point did we get across? So you're saying so that's the LeBron point you're talking about when you're saying LeBron. Is that is that what you're talking about? Because LeBron well, was in was in the meeting, you know, allegedly, reportedly, talking about let's let's play these games. Like we're in a bubble, we came this far. Like I'm trying to get this fourth ring. <laughs> no, I think he was. On, I remember he tweeted out, "This is this is BS." I think it was the I think it was the Lakers and the Clippers. I think they were the only two teams that wanted to leave. And everybody was like, no, we came here to play basketball. Let's just finish out the season, go home, and do what I think LeBron may have said. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like I said, the, the world moves so fast, even though it was one calendar year right. ago. It's, it feels like a de- it's two seasons ago, you know? Uh, That's crazy. Two like seasons. That, yeah, the NBA Finals, to this day, a year ago, from 2020, was last year to this day. Yeah. And we're two seasons. It's crazy. The stuff it is. is moving really fast. But um, yeah, man, is yeah. That that was pretty much the thing. It's just like our attention spans are so short, dude. It's like, not even funny. Like just even in this interview, I've gone from like, what was I talking about again? And I do that all the time now. And it's like because that's what the phone has programmed me to like think. So it's like you know, um, we can make these things such serious issues and act like we care about them, but. You know, at the end of the day, if Sharif Cooper comes down the lane and throws a alley-oop to John Collins, that's what we're talking about for the next day. You know, we're not talking about what black person is missing and 
what type of injustice is still going on because it That's hasn't true. stopped. It's just as bad as it was in June 2020, if not worse. But you I know, agree. it's like, what do we spend our time on talking? Talking about Courtney Williams' video, exactly. That's a very good point. Um, I agree with you about the going back and coming going coming back into the WNBA. Uh, I agree that this class was very disappointing. I'm not gonna play the arcade clip. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it again. Um, I was I my, my sleeper was Kaiser Gondrasic. Um, I understood Why? she was my sleeper pick. Um, because I again certain games you can't get in, in regions, but I know a whole personal thing. I know her father passed away this year. Um, but I know she's also had done it before. I think she was at I believe she was at Michigan State and kind of took like left for personal reasons and did at West Virginia. Yeah, so, I, I think she was at Michigan. I think Michigan. She, the, the, the Michigan folks, if they hear that, they're going to be, you know, no, 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 no. I think I it was Michigan. And, and then, yeah, but I think, hold on, hold on. Let me look this up. But why keep, keep going. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, she was my sleeper. Um, my only, f I think Indiana, Indiana was a good fit for her. Cause I felt like, you know, they're going to give her the, I think Daniel Robinson was brought there to kind of mentor her mentor, you know, and then give her the keys. Um, I hope she does come back next season, which I'm sure she will. It was kind of weird. She just hasn't been on Twitter, hasn't been on Instagram, hasn't done anything. Last thing she I remember, she got the sponsorship with Wilson. That, so. that whole thing was crazy. That whole yeah. thing was crazy. But it was Michigan, by the way. Michigan, but thank it's you. Just, yeah. It's just, um, I don't know, man. I just hope she's doing well mentally. Yeah. I hope like, she is, too. It's like you, like, you go away, like, a person that's like making money off of social media and popping off social media, it's probably making way more off the court than she is on the court, especially yeah. with a rookie contract. Yeah. Like it, it has to be some type of series for you to just be like, forget this, you know, for whatever is going on. So right. I agree with that. I just, I just hope she's doing well, but even on the court, like when she did get a chance, this is, you know, limited playing time and, it was just a reach, man. It was a yeah. reach. But she was cold in college. Uh, I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you that. I was reacting to, like, most of her games this past season. Yeah. She, she was cold in college, but it's, like, that size and everything. Like, there's an adjustment in the W, and I just think it's going to take her a couple of years to adjust. And, you know, will she eventually get it? We'll have to see. But the W is 144, and all yeah. 144 of them jokers can play. They can. Um but yeah, again, like I said, this draft class was really, I mean, I, I did a couple of videos talking about like, rookie of the year. Um, I mean, I was, I, I said it, I was like, man, this is draft class. No one stood out. I mean, stood out. I mean, there was like, it was a distant first place, second place, third place. Like when I mean stood out, I had Michaela, Didi, Charlie. I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't neck and neck. It was just, and, and I, I feel like some of that COVID, Maybe like a preparation, maybe a transition. It was COVID last year, you know. That like, because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of things. It's like, okay, it's a weird year, the pandemic. I'm like, last year was pandemic. Kenny Carter averaged 18, right? <laughs> Scored 35 against Seattle, against yeah. Steve Bird in them, and you know what I'm saying on national TV. Maybe it's but the coach. Maybe it's you know the coaching. You know, like Vicky Johnson mm. has. Two, she has mm. 
you know, you have the number one overall pick and you're not giving her minutes. Like, what's that about? Mm. You know, I, you, you, you preaching now, you spitting. I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm sitting there going like, how could your number one overall pick? I mean, she ain't got to be playing 40 minutes, but she should be, you know, you, you got Isabel Harrison out there more than, than, than Charlie. Like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love, I love had, hey, she had a great season. And she, yeah, she, she, listen, I love Isabel Harrison. She had a great season. But I'm saying, like, come on, man. You got to get her to our YouTube channel. Yeah, check it. Check out our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, we're not going to talk about the Washington Mystics because um, I still am not recovered. With oh, children. my God. I, I, I just have – I'm disgusted still. Um I, I, I cried when we didn't make no, I'm just kidding. I didn't cry. Um, kind of concerned about that. Tina Charles, is a, she is a free agent. Uh, when I looked back on her contract, I was like, oh, she's signed next year. No, she signed for this season. So I, I hate to see we just she just walk away <laughs> and nothing to show for it. So uh, we're in the lottery. I don't know what we'll get. Uh, last time we were in this position was 2016. We got Elena. So, um, some of these girls, man, they just, they just didn't fit our system. Um, who else? The Los Angeles Sparks. Well, with, with Washington, it's like, um, I think, I think the dream blew like a 20 point lead against Washington and Washington came back and won that game this season. That was frustrating <laughs> on the other end to watch. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it was just weird, man. It was just, you know, it's just tough breaks. Like, what can yeah. you do when it's just Tina Charles? But, I mean, Tina Charles, like, if you're supposed to be that person, you know, they tried to throw you in the MVP candidate, you know, because you're, like, leading the leading score. scoring. We give her the scoring title. Yeah, Tracy McGrady. Because that, that's not that's – not, I don't think that was the intent. I mean, when you got that, that, that when you got Arrow, I mean Arrow Atkins can shoot. Trust your eyes out of Texas. Um, Maisha Hines Allen, Natasha Cloud, she definitely to me had a the first half of the season was very disappointing. From where she was from 2019 to now, she just really was very, very this and her numbers just diminished, particularly shooting wise. Uh, some of the role players, like I was really mad. Like I was like, damn, like Lele Coates. For the games that she was here as a mystic, damn, she should still be on the team defensively because we got we got no bodies, you know, in the paint interior interior wise. Shout like out the dream legend, Miss Colts. Yes, uh, Kalani Brown would have been a, a good option, um, but Coach Shout T, out Coach T, man, like he makes me want to put my head through a wall sometimes. Cause he just he just picks these girls. Uh, let me get off that. Let me get off. That. It is, but it's like. You gotta think, man. Like, y'all missing one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> and then, like Clark, like one of the most important glue players. Like, that's a big reason why Seattle didn't look like Seattle this season because they I didn't agree. have Clark. Like, so like to miss Clark for most of the season, or not all the season, to miss Del Don for most of the season. season. Like, it's and then just also like too, there was a lot of injuries. Myesha was out. Exactly. Second, second half. That way, you guys and like Tina Charles that game against the uh, I was about to say the Hawks against the Dream when the Dream blew like a twenty point lead. 
uh, I think Tina Charles wasn't even playing that game because she was like at some play or something like that. Like she was at a play. Yeah, she um, she had a um, oh my gosh, she had a premiere. For, yeah, uh, like a yeah. movie she was doing. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah, and they they still came back and beat like y'all had six players that game and they still beat the Dream. It was very sad, very sad. Yeah, so we're gonna I want to transition into the playoffs. Um, I, ladies and gentlemen, I I I gotta pick my pride off the floor because I guaranteed. The Connecticut Sun would be in the WNBA Finals, and last night they lost to the Chicago Sky. Bullshit. Um, I don't know what to feel about that. The Las Vegas Aces look like the team. I expected them to look like last night after that luckluster performance in, in game three. Um, Rashard, help me out, please, because I, I need to pick my pride off the floor. It, it has to be picked up. Well, first things first, man, like uh, I, I hate to hear it. Um, can't relate, unfortunately. My agenda is still very strong. Either Candace is getting her second ring or Asia's getting her first ring. My agenda is very strong, very alive. And people said, no, I think Connecticut's going to win it all. No, I don't see this team losing. I don't see this team. I don't think Asia can come back from 2-1. The agenda's looking very strong right now today. So, Big Nate, while I apologize and I feel bad for you, brother, I can't relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> So let me ask you a question because I kind of want to get into this a little bit. I, I saw the video on YouTube and, and, and the video that was taken down. Uh, the, uh, the person's channel has been taken. They took all this, put his videos on a private, I guess. Um, made this video because Don Stanley after game three uh, tweeted about they need to, I'm basically paraphrasing, but saying they need to appreciate Asia Wilson more. Like, like, what do you think? Like, okay, in my personal opinion, I think it's, I believe it's Asia's team. Okay, I just think with, with Liz, you know, she's come off a battle of COVID. You know, Chelsea Gray was was nowhere to be found. Uh, Kelsey Plum, you know, Raquana Williams, they, and Deirka Hamby, they can do only so much. Bill Lambeer, I think, I talked about in the last in the last episode, they got to make the adjustments. Shooting-wise, they look better. Phoenix looked like Oh my gosh! Like you know, like you, you ain't like in boxing. You you up on the ropes and you about to get knocked out. The referee goes. That's what it looked like. So, how did you feel about last night's games? Man, so I think coming out the gate, like Asia was more aggressive because it was like they were down by ten, like yes. or like nine or something like that early on. It's like, dude, this is an elimination game. Get it together, Vegas, and. And I'm like, Asia, where are you? You're still nowhere to be found. And Asia, like, it's like she heard me through the screen and she started getting aggressive, calling for the ball, getting the ball down low, getting to her spots to where she needed to get the ball, was working them, working them jokers down low with the footwork. It didn't matter if you were taller than her, whatever, BG, 
uh, BT, you know, Brie, uh, Brie Turner and stuff like that. Like she just took them all and she was being aggressive, hitting our jumpers, hitting the mid range, uh, bank shots off the glass, using everything, using everything around the rim, uh, around the basket or, you know, around that kind of, you know, short range. So I don't know, man, like she was aggressive and that really got it kickstarted. And then like her, her energy on defense yes. is really what ignited them that's on offense. Down. And that's what, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I was talking to someone and they were uh, last night and they were like, oh, Asia, she didn't do it. They didn't win because of Asia. She only had 15 points and eight rebounds or 10 rebounds. I was like, dude, like, you watch the game. She got them off to that fast start. Right. That yeah, got the them. That kind of opened up the floodgates for them eventually. And, you know, as you said, Chelsea Gray wasn't doing anything earlier in the, in the series. No, but now you got the point guard. Like, point guard is back. Point guard bite. Um, and then you also have Cam Bage hitting at least a, a three or two and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're doing what, what they need to do now. I wanted, I wanted to ask you about that because in, in the video they said it's, you know, they, they were saying it's Liz's team. And I'm saying how could it be somebody's team, especially, you know, they just come off a bout of COVID. And, you know, COVID, you can already see, like, she can't, especially it was a game one, like, she couldn't even get up the court. And that's how much out of energy she is. And they were saying, well, Asia's very limited. You know, uh, you know, it's something about these you South Carolina fans. They uh I'm, I'm not saying this, this is what the person said in the video. They're basically trashing Asia, saying she's very limited, um, she's one-dimensional, uh, and, and this is what they this is what you South Carolina Don Stanley deserve. And I I, I feel like it's, I don't think she's limited. I just think, really, in my personal opinion, the offense flows better through her. You know, Rashard, help me out. I think Liz is the more the most talented player on the team, most talented big. I think, yeah, most talented big in the league. You know, some people would be like John Quill Jones, but I don't know. Liz, Liz can do everything, bro. Like, so can yeah, John Quill. Yeah. Well, Liz can do like just naturally doesn't mean she's the best player. The only thing I look with Liz is she's got to control her temper. Well, it's, it's 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 a few things, but you know she's dealing with a lot. You know, like the the mental health stuff. So it's just like yeah, I mean we talked about that. It's yeah, always a, well. it's always a slippery slope thing with those things. So yeah, especially uh, I know with the um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish, finish. No, no, no. You good? Go ahead. Uh, I know a few a few. <clears throat> Excuse me. A few players have come out and addressed her. Um, you know when they when when is the accountability? You know she keeps yeah away with this yeah. I remember that now. I forgot about that. Um, I remember that now because you know she. Uh, it's a touchy subject, so I'll just fair. say it like this. I'll say it like this. It's like for for what we see on a consistent basis. I think Asia has proven to be the leader of that team, like the best player of the team and the leader of the team. And then the one-dimensional stuff is like, bro, like, what about Tim Duncan? Do people just, like, automatically forget the career of Tim Duncan? Like, what did Tim Duncan do outside of mid-range? Like, what? Like, I literally reacted to Tim Duncan highlights just to make sure. Like, he stayed in the same area his entire career. Yeah, And he's the greatest power forward of all time. Yeah. And a top five, top ten player of all time, period. Yeah, and um, so Asia Wilson, 
who can shoot the three, but Bill Lambert doesn't give her the opportunity to. No. But for Asia Wilson to dominate in the area that he does allow her to operate in, why isn't she considered in the same light? Why is it, oh, she's not better than player X because player X can shoot the ball and player X can dribble the ball like a guard and shoot. It's like, I don't think that necessarily makes him a better player. I agree. Like, I think there's a difference between most skilled and best player. I agree with that. Very good point. Good point. Um, who do you think wins game five? Like, what do you think? What do you think? Because I'm going to put you on the spot here, and you got to guarantee, and I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask another question um, with that. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win game five? What do you think are the keys to winning game five? I got, I have um, Vegas winning game five. Okay. And that's literally only because my agenda. Like, I've, I pushed it so far. I got to stick with it. And I really want the Erica to get a ring this year. Um, yes. So, like, to bring that back to the city. So, uh, dang, dang, where am I going with that? What are the keys? Okay, here are the keys. So, like, they really just have to pretty much do what they did. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the shooters aren't going to be that hot. Like, Rekina Williams and um, – and Kelsey Plum and Chelsea Gray, like they're all not going to be as hot as they were at the same time, right? And as they were in game four. So it's just like, okay, Asia still has to get them all to that fast start. If Chelsea Gray can give you what Chelsea Gray can give you, and then Kelsey can give you like a decent performance, but Dierica can give you the type of performance that she gave at the beginning of the series when she was like the only player playing really real for them, um, you put yourself in a position to win. But like that fast start, getting up to the fast start is important because you get the crowd behind you in Vegas. Once you get the crowd behind you in Vegas, you know, DT is the only one, DT and Sky, they're the only two that can really just kind of like cut through that um, because they're robots and just veterans in the game and stuff like that. Um, So I I think that's the keys to the game. And uh, for Phoenix, I mean, it's pretty much just playing the way they they have nothing to lose. You know, they're, they're the team that played first round against New York, you know, they weren't even supposed to get this far. So it's like no, they're they playing with house money right now. And uh, so I think it's really like um, DT's always been a wild card in the series and for the entire season. She hasn't scored 30 points all season, and then all of a sudden she scores 37 points. points in 25 and, minutes. And they blow up my phone talking about, Rashad, you doubt it. I was like, no, I just said literally the facts. She's been the third option on the team this season. It's been Skyler and BG all season long. And I think it I also pulled starts up the with them too. I agree. But, but you know, people like, you know, people ignore it or whatever. I'm the hater, whatever. But uh, yeah, man. So like, it really just depends on if one of those perim- those guards can get it going, whether it's Shea Petty, whether it's Sky, whether it's DT, you know, because BG is going to get hers regardless. Yeah. And Brianna Turner has got hers a lot this series too. I agree. Um, all, I wanted to real quick congratulate Diana Taurasi. I know Penny Taylor, her wife, is actually due any day. So congratulations to both of them. Um, I know, I, I, Rashad, I'm going to defend you. You never once criticized Diana Taurasi. I do agree. She was the third option. Um, I do believe that Skylar Diggins, it's, it, it's with, it, with her. For me, they, they, they got her there for a reason. I've seen the way she can do from Notre Dame when she was with Tulsa and then in, and then Dallas. 
you know, it starts with her. Brittany Griner, like you said, she's going to get hers. You know, especially in New York. I mean, they at one point in the game had her triple teamed. Um, like, I've never seen that. Uh, that's something you see on 2K when you're playing uh, rec league or something like that. And I'm like, they just triple teamed her? But, no, it starts with – it just, you know, Phoenix just has to play like as Brittany, Brittany said it too. I play like it's an, an, an elimination game. Uh, but I think also to their bench <clears> – <throat> Has to step up. Las Vegas, too. Um, like you said, they got to play with that same intensity. But I, Bill Beer made the adjustments. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Las Vegas. I'm going to give the Las Vegas Aces. They're going to go to the WNBA Finals. I, I said it last year, and I, last year, and I'll say it again on the record. If Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, uh, I don't think the Seattle Storm win the NBA Finals. They, they, they don't win the championship last year. Yeah! So, um, the Las Vegas Aces, they will win. Uh, I'm sorry, as it's now Friday where I'm at. So, today, they will win game five. Guaranteed. So, let's, let's transition to uh, Chicago versus Connecticut. With your oh children. my god. For just for the record, I have nothing against Candace Parker. Candace Parker is one of my favorite basketball players. I just was very disappointed in them collectively as a unit. The, the inconsistency. I would not expect a team like that on paper to be exactly 500. Um, Steffi Dolce is no joke, former Washington Mystic. I'm a fan of Diamond to Shields. Um Azora, uh, Azora Stevens, Vandersloot, Quigley. Azura, no- Azura. Azura, thank you. Thank you. I apologize. Azura, Azura Stevens, yep. Azura, Azura Stevens. Azura, I apologize. Let me pick your name up off before I just drop. Azura Stevens is no joke. Um, Quigley, Vandersloot, no joke. Copper, wife from Washington Mystic, no joke. Dana Evans, contributing. And Lexi Brown, just I had Lexi Brown. I'm still mad at her because she we she went to the University of Maryland, and and she went to that school, and 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 uh, I'm not letting that go. Anthony, what's good, sir? Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, Connecticut. I saw some tweets. I disagreed with it. I don't think it was. Alyssa Thomas, like you said, when she came back off the injury, it was great to see her back on the court first and foremost. Um, she messed up the chemistry. I think, honestly, I disagree with that. I think it was coaching. I looked at Co- Kurt Miller and the adjustments he made. I don't know why Brianna Jones was not out there. Um, Coach of the year, Kurt Miller? Yeah, can't call it, might spoil it. Interesting. Um, what do you mean by that, Anthony? What do you mean by that? Yeah, you you asked how he was doing, and he said, "Can't call it, might spoil it." Oh, <laughs> like like that's how he's doing. Yeah. Okay. I I got I got what you're saying, my man. Okay, um, but I mean, like Brianna Jones, I think only played like less than 25 minutes. Uh this is your most improved player. You know, the the guards they got the guard play they got it offensively they got to be more consistent. That that was the, that that's what stood out to me. Um, your MVP. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm a little disappointed. For sure. For um, sure. DB showed up though. 
De- definitely. The one about listen, the one of is a champion. She's gonna do she's gonna do her part. But uh, they, them others. Rob, Robin showed up. Yeah, Robin I, showed up. Robin showed. I mean, they they definitely did their part. It's just consistency. Um. So. Old school player ling- <laughs> lingo. That's a good I one. Know, I know. I'm from the south. I, I know. I, I picked. I picked up what you're laying down, my brother. <laughs> um. So, I mean, this is their. They've gotten to the conference finals. Um, we saw them in the, in, in the championship Mystics back in 2019. Um, what do you think uh, about Connecticut? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think they're good. I mean, they had like the best defensive team in the league. Um, I think not getting to the finals is a, is an underachievement for sure. Um, it's just. It's just kind of, it's a, it's a bit of a disappointment. But Chicago is also one of the five teams that that I had in the middle of the season to be a contender for an NBA title, a WNBA title, um, just because of all the the talent they had, and they really started to get it together in the middle of the year after yeah. the Dana Evans trade. Um, Candice came back a little more healthier towards the end. Of, so it's like they were better than what they're record indicated all season long like Lexi Brown like remember at the beginning of the season like Lexi Brown was cut then signed then cut then like signed like they they did that for a little bit so and then to the point where she I think she I think she was getting tired of it because I know she was on um I remember what podcast it was but she was like on social media kind of some people say she was complaining um but I mean, I for good reason, like if you just kept getting fired and rehired from your job, you'd be like the third time. All right, Jared, what are we doing here? But yeah, Lexi Brown deserves she deserves to be on the NBA roster. I just wasn't understanding particularly how Minnesota handled that situation with her. I know she had the concussion and the bubble, but to not even communicate with her, like, hey, we're not bringing you back. That bullshit. So, um. <laughs> but let but give, give me your outlook. I mean, because I mean, who do you uh, like? When I'm looking at this, this is this is a, a an interesting matchup. Candace Parker is one of the best women WNBA ball players in the game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this. I don't know where that narrative came from. That she's she's not the same. She the call the crowd. I don't know where that came from. Um, just for the record, this is just not for you. But this is, we, we, particularly with the WNBA, I feel like we have to, we, we, we're trying to kill these narratives that the media has spun. Now, you know, in, in defense of Candace, bro, you are loving those sounds, right? <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it goes with, I think it feels like what I'm going with my conversation. Um, they're, they're catching me off guard. They're catching me off guard. A couple of them are. It's like, uh, that, that, that's why that's why they're like, it, it's such a great reaction every time because I'm like, oh, all right, continue, but, Nate. Man, I, 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 can't, I can't take anything away from Chicago because, you know, I, I was, at first I was kind of critical of James Wade because I'm like, man, what, what, what you doing, man? Like, some decision making. You had Katie Lou, you know, to the point where her folks are tweeting about you or he needs in a good GM. And you know, Candace put her trust in her and him. I feel bad for Derek Fisher because I'm pretty sure you know a, a women's hoops on Twitter 
was it was WNBA jokes. I can't remember who it was, but they were like, you know, imagine Derek Fisher calling up Candace or Chelsea, like, could you come back to Los Angeles, please? Because so he said, can, can you drive nine, 90 hours, 30 hours? But like, what do you like? Who do you see like winning the WNBA finals? Uh, this year, I mean, I, I still, I still have my faith in Vegas, mm-hmm. but I mean, Chicago's on the roll. So, like I said, my agenda, I'm safe. If Vegas wins Game Five, I'm safe either way. Because I always said, Asia's getting her first, or Candice is getting her second. So, I mean, but but the pick that I had before the playoffs started, with like my definite pick, was uh, Vegas. So, it, it was against Connecticut in Game Five. But um, yeah, I'm gonna still go with Vegas. I had Washington, and that's egg on my face. And then Connecticut. Had Washington win it at all? Well, that was before I would have known that Tina uh, with the with the talent that we had. Um, I wasn't expecting Deladon to be out that long. Uh, Sydney Weiss did this. I disappointing. Erica McCall injuries. Maisha Hines Allen injuries. I think even at one point, Ariel Atkins, I think, was probably the most consistent one in that all season. Tina got hurt. And then and then Alicia Clark gets hurt. And I'm like, with oh, phone. my God. Like, like, what like what more do you need? So uh, to have, you know, Washington and Connecticut not be in the final, not, not even Washington even make the playoffs, and then they lose to Chicago last night. Because the reason why I connect because I'm a fan of Rihanna Jones and, and uh, Kalia Ch- Charles, University of Maryland, and Stephanie Jones, too. Can't forget about her. And Alyssa Thomas, all went to Maryland. Um. I mean, like, first things, and also, uh, this is way off topic, but, like, you've kind of, like, hinted towards a lot of D.C., like, area teams, DMV. Like, I really like going back to hip-hop. I really like uh, the DMV kind of, like, hip-hop local scene, like Foggy Raw. And um, and Rico's not local, but but I really mm-hmm. like Rico. And then um, who else? Who else? They, they, uh, there's this girl, Kesha, uh, or Kilo Latisha, Latesha. I really mm-hmm. like her, too. Okay. And they're all in the DMV. So, like, it's like, I, I like DMVs, like, culture and music and stuff. Respect. That, that, was, that was a whole side note because you kept bringing up DC teams and stuff like that. Well, but, uh, yeah, you know the DC teams. I mean the Nationals. They uh, uh, let me get off that because the the I, Nationals have, have lost two. And uh, <laughs> that's the, the I mean between that between the Orioles not making the playoffs another for another like what well, this is now what year five six I've lost track. Um, the Nationals are different because they're in rebuilding mode because you know they got a championship. You know, with, with the Orioles, tons of musical talent in the DMV, absolutely. It's, yeah, I exactly. Um, I mean, the Ravens, you know, I, I, Lamar Jackson is, is, is you know, again, I, I had to deal with mediocrity with Joe Flacco for a few years, and Lamar Jackson's and, and the culture that's definitely been changing for me, in my personal opinion. Um, Washington football team, because that's my NFC team. Um We've been on a disappointing road so far. And beat the, the Falcons. Beat the Falcons. <laughs> that was an ugly, that was that was an ugly win. We really should be one and three, not two and two. Um, Cordero, Cordero Patterson looked like the second coming of, of Walter Payton. Um, 
relationship with your Oh children. my God. Um, the Wizards. Y'all got Kyle Kuzma. Kuz. I like Kuzma. I like Harrell. I like, I like, I, if, the, if the team looks a lot better, guarantee. <laughs> they look better. Um, I don't, I, I kind of expect them to be in the middle of the road team, but definitely, they definitely picked it up. So, I really like Danny Adia. Like, he yeah. was another thing that really boosted my channel, too. Shout out to Danny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, this is only the kind of last topic of the interview and then we're going to have a closing message closing question i want to give to ask you um i'm a falcons fan and if watch football team hadn't won i would have come back to dc and got sent up because my birds suck <laughs> that's a good one Ed. that's a good one um, we both talked about the Atlanta Dream on our channels, respectively. Um, at first, I started talking about Atlanta about a couple about a month, a couple months ago, particularly what happened with Kennedy, um, and then to see the 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 drama that has unraveled. Um, you've seen the video. I've seen the video of the fight, uh, just for the record, the 6'8 Stallion, Connie Brown, she looked good, okay? Uh, she looked good in that video. Uh, just, I, I think the whole situation in Atlanta, it's just been, it's just been very dis dysfunctional. Bullshit. Um, very, there's, there's a lack of, there's a lack of accountability, lack of leadership, I mean, you know, <laughs> Rashard, check this out, right? So I'm on Twitter, and th this is what the person, a person that obviously is on the side of Courtney and her, and her wife, right? This was their response to me. Carter was fighting teammates. Williams is fighting in defense. Where is the comparison? Like, here's the thing. We, we, we really truly don't know what happened in that locker room. Rashard, you can speak to this because you, you, you are an athlete yourself. There's going to be moments like that in a locker room. So to me, this is more of a, you know, I'm not sure if you had this, you know, and, and you're where you went to school, you know, well, we're going to give, we're going to ice her out. We're going to, well, she's going to be back on the team when we feel like it's best for us. That's what it felt like to me with Kennedy, with how they treated Kennedy. And now, you you know, all these subliminal shots, they're taking each other on, I don't, on each other on Twitter. Relationship with you. Oh, my God. You know, I every day, I hate to say it, but this is where I would, would expect Renee Montgomery as a part owner to take some leadership, but it kind of like sweeping under the rug and acting like there's no, you know, her eyes are shuttered. Like I don't see anything. Like she tweeted out, 
I can't wait to see this local and national coverage when we play when we talk about good bullshit. Like <laughs> Rashard, like how, how do you feel about the whole situation? Because like, like at this point, like this is just this is just getting becoming a this is getting ridiculous. It's a loaded question of how I feel about the Atlanta Dream situation because there's so many situations, but uh I mean it's a mess, man. It's a mess, but it was a mess that was becoming a mess in July. And then it just like they tried to kind of like hide it then and make it private. Mm-hmm. But at that point it was too public. Like everybody, like you we already knew too much. Like the public already knew too much. So it was just like it's just very messy. And it just kept getting it's like if you um say, okay, so remember. Like if you had to ever like make up your bed, right? And uh and like do laundry, like fold the clothes. If you had like a pile of clothes <laughs> on your bed and you had to make the bed, and like um maybe like your mom was walking down the hall to, to like check your room or something, and then you just quickly just throw the cover, like you know, the big old thing over over all the like the exactly clothes still piled up. And then just like did this or whatever to the cover and then put the pillows on top and then like sat on top of the bed and stuff to make it seem like the bed was made up and the clothes have been put away. Like, but in reality, you're just sitting on a lump of clothes under like the covers. Like, that's not really made up. I mean, that that's pretty much what the dream we're doing. And then it just kept getting worse and the pile of clothes just kept getting bigger and larger and larger. And before oh, a while, it, how do you do that? And with that, it was like, you know, it got to the point where the pile of clothes literally started spilling from under the covers. Yep. And that's that's what we're seeing right now from this past week is literally the, the clothes spilled from under the covers. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, like I said, with the Courtney Williams thing, it wasn't so much like the fight that I was like mad about, even though you shouldn't be fighting in public, like regardless of if you're public defense, it was the fact that she brought light to it herself. And people were saying, well, it was already circulating on Twitter. And like she, even Courtney was saying in the video that they were tagging like her, you know, the dream in it all season long and stuff. The thing is, I didn't know about it. You didn't know about it. No. No one knew about it. Maybe 300 people, maybe like the, the 100 people outside the club that day and then their group of five friends. So maybe 500 people in the metro Atlanta area knew about it. Right. That was it. That was it. Like you're talking about 500, 600 people in Atlanta compared to the 60,000 people on YouTube before she took it down. You know, you're talking Which about. Makes no sense to me because you said it in, in the video. Why would you post it in the first place? And then I looked at it like, why are you making light of, of the situation? Like, this is what people see. This is what gets me about our society today. We, we don't think about you said it yourself. And I, and, and I, and I also added something onto it. When we're in public, we, we, we don't think about the consequences. But you said it in the video. We got to move differently, particularly when you are of that high status. You not only represent yourself, your brand, but you represent the Atlanta Dream. You represent the WNBA. 
like this is the same Courtney Williams in the bubble. You know, when they all had that little player meeting after the Jacob Blake shooting. You know, people people eat off me. You know, I came in this bitch to get paid. This those were her exact words. I'm quoting that. So you would think, hey, look, like what well, whatever started, you know, if, if someone disrespected you, look, you should I, I I said it clearly, you should always defend yourself, even if you know you feel like you're gonna jump. Defend that we get that. What we're talking about is simply accountability, and that's something we haven't seen. And then for the Atlanta Dream, I'll let you know, and I, and I, and I, and I went and I'm coming back to you, Rashard, to literally go tell their agent, who, by the way, we'll get into a little bit. Yeah, we're not going to resign them. So uh, because pretty much, you know, the, the ship is listing start starboard side and port side. So we just thank you for your state, their services. Oh, we're not going to make a state. Bullshit. So, um, Atlanta made the, it's, they got a clean house. I mean, I'm looking at their, you know, some of those, I like Tiana. Uh, I, I really wish she was still with us. Um, Cheyenne Parker, congratulations. I know she's pregnant. Um, I don't know if the Kennedy situation can be repaired. Ari McDonald, Ari, I'm sorry, Ari McDonald, um, Oh, those are the only players on the contract, by the way. The players you That's just it. Monique and then Monique, Elizabeth, they're all free agents. So and it's kind of also too really disgusting to really see, you know, at, at first I knew something wasn't right, especially when Nikki Cohen left to go to Baylor. Mike Peterson before the All-Star break because of health reasons. And um, Spencer, you know, because he Spencer, was really, Spencer Nesbaum. Yeah, Spencer Nesbaum. He really was like in the trenches, you know, like trying to figure out what was going on. He did an article about the whole situation and the Kenny Carter, Kenny Carter thing. Um, it's just, it's just been a mess. It's been a complete mess. And I thought last night was 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 a was a was a uh, was a joke. You know, shout out to Chris, not Christina Wayne, shout out to Christina Wins, but I thought the agent was talking out both sides of his ass. You know, you you come out here and and you, you you're pretty much saying, well, I understand what they did was wrong, but 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 um, you know, they 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 they, they the dream they, they they gotta take the L just as much as my players do. And and salute to, to Marcus, by the way, like like I said, like in my video, I was like. You know, because he tried to bring up the black thing. I'm like, bro, like, as a successful black man, like I said, like, I ain't tearing down no black people. But like, but like you're saying, your your criticism of how he handled the live and how he was speaking is warranted according to your opinion. You know what I'm saying? And it's not tearing you down, brother. Like, you know, we're proud of you to come from from where you came from. Apparently, you know, just doing some digging. He came from, you know, being a ball player himself. So right. going from, you know it's always with athletes, you have this kind of like post player career kind of crisis of who am I as a person? Um, you know, cause you can only play ball for so long. So, you know, for him to find his footing and become a successful agent, you know, he um, is, is an agent to a few players, you know what I'm saying? Around the league. So, you know what I'm saying? We're proud of you with that, sir. Um, yeah. And this not having nothing to do with just tearing down a black man. So, you know, I just want you to know that as well. 
I agree with that. And, and I mean, and again, I, and that's not that's one thing I want to ask you. That's, that I'm glad you brought that product because that's my next point. When you because you, you saw my when we before we, when we went live, but the intro, you know, listen, I'm gonna criticize guys on the court. I'm never gonna get personal. All I'm just wanting we we could we can all learn and grow from this, but it's how it how she conducted herself to make it a story time, and it kind of threw them under the bus, like like that affects money. Like think about that for Crystal Bradford, who 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 who's who's still who's working, who you know who's putting in that work. You know, I think the last time she was on was in 2015 with the Sparks. You know, she's kind of you know trying to get opportunities. So there was a video by Sports Streams Network, and it's no because again he put all the videos on private, made a video, and these are the exact comments: ghetto. Project, EBT, all that. I mean, personal. I mean, we're not talking. I mean, she's. Ta- I mean, he was talking, like, damn. I mean, nothing basketball related. I mean, just taking shots. And Rashard, as as a as a journalist, because I mean, he last night in the whole video, like he did a video, like I saw earlier today, he talking about I get things done, and I'm like. Bro, what what things did you get done? But that's that, that's a whole other subject. That's a whole other subject for another video. But I, I, I it bothers me that we have people like that who say they support the WNBA. You know, they they say these things, but then when you turn around, you bash instead of criticize and hold accountable. As a journalist, how do you constructive criticism? keep it to that aspect and not get personal. I don't think it's a difficult thing. You just don't get personal. Like, but I don't know. Cause this it's a line I still teether with because, you know, I'll say something that, that I thought was all right. You know, like, you know, me, like I, I make a, like a bunch of jokes when, when I'm talking, yeah. you know, and the jokes might offend some people, you know, they might see it as like, Oh, that wasn't funny to me. You know what I'm saying? I found out offensive. And uh, then I have to deal with that. And, um, you know, so that's something I'm still trying to figure out. But I just know, like, you know, you always got to live, in my opinion, I always got to live with, like, will I say this to the person's face? You know what I'm saying? Anything I say on camera, anything I, even talking to my friends, like, one-on-one, like, uh, it's just kind of, it's a biblical concept of sorts, you know? Like, Absolutely. Don't gossip, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like it's gossip if it's something that I'll say behind someone's back, but not to their face. Like, and another thing, like, I can't smile on people's faces and then say something bad about them, like, you know, behind their back. You know, I, I just can't do that. I, I can't, you know, I just couldn't live with myself like that. So if I don't rock with you, I don't rock with you. Like, I'm not going to, like, try to dap you up and smile and have small talk with you. I'm gonna keep it pushing because I don't rock with you. I agree. So I think, I think that's where it goes with like, what is the line of going too far with with someone? It's just I mean, like, I mean, he went far, especially with the whole. I mean, I mean, making homophobic comments. Well, the, okay, the thing, okay, the thing is, all right. So, so I, I've addressed him a couple times on the channel because I already did the one reaction to him, and then it was like someone was like, "Hey, 
Shaw, will you speak out on this? This is important. Like, like I would do it, but I don't have a platform like like you have. Like, so I was just like, man, at the end of the day, like, folks, first things first. I ain't like I said, I ain't trying to tear down no black people. This man just trying to get his money. I'm sure he's monetized. He gets some very good views on a consistent basis every single day. He uploads probably like three times a day. You well, know what I'm saying? Like so, almost like three thousand views on that one video. Exactly, exactly. So, like, get your bl money, black man. Like, he's just trying to find a way. Like, everybody in this space is just trying to find a way to away. eat off of uh, off their passion, off their you know creativity, and you know under the arts. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, um, so so I say that to like be like, yo, like I'm not about to bash the man live, but some right. things that that you have to say is like, okay, if you feel like some of the things that he says are disrespectful and he has a pattern of saying disrespectful things and like 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 you said with the ebt and everything like that stuff was in the thumbnail you know <laughs> that stuff was in the thumbnail like it, the thing with uh him he was calling like page beckers he's like it's page beckers gay like you know he was doing videos like that a few months ago and so he did one where he said uh is trevor lawrence uh he's a tranny yeah and, yeah and it's like serial killer but but it's like you know they're kind of just outrageous statements to get people to click and to get right. people to be out mad at him and comment and just be like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. You a hater. You a... at the end of the day, like if you dislike a video, if you like a video, at the end of the day, it's engagement that plays in part of the YouTube algorithm that helps push it forward when people search these terms. And it just gives puts more money in his pocket. That's at the true. end of the day, he doesn't care if you hate him or not. He just cares if you're gonna click or not. Yeah, and people keep clicking because it, it makes them mad. So it's like, you know, you we you have the power as a viewer. You has the power, you have the power as the YouTube surfer of like who are you gonna give your click to? Who are you gonna give your view to? And you know, and the more times you give, you know, negativity and things that you don't agree with just to be mad at like like why would you like it's YouTube, it's not TV. Even on TV, you had a choice to change the channel, but like with YouTube, it's even more so because you have like three videos on the same topic from three different channels. channels you, right, right. You can click on another channel and, and watch that video. Right. I agree. I agree with that. I'm not, like you said, not bashing. Just it's, 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 it's just like it has its opinion and he's entitled to it. But it's like, it's like six, nine, right? It's like six, nine. And who else you can fill in the blank, whoever, you know, right. like they do it because they get attention for it because people right. get mad. So if you don't give attention to it, like, like, we talked about this man for what the past five minutes, like that's what he wants. That's like, true. I gave him an entire reaction video that has like, like probably like four hundred to eight hundred views. That's what he wants. I agree with that. I agree with that definitely. But I want to go back. I'm gonna stop talking about Sports Dream Network. We're gonna talk about the Atlanta Dream. Going back into it, uh, the I'm gonna play a clip for you, Rashawn. I want you to because because I. But I went because I, I love inside the NBA. I love the you know because especially former players who've played the game, and I, I, I'm gonna start it off. I'm, I want to start off with a statement. I'm gonna play the clip. I, I don't understand today's athletes. The reason I, I just stick with me when I look at Atlanta, right? Kennedy is 21. Okay, we all know, we, we heard the stories, you know, she could be a hothead. And you even said in your video, her nickname is Hollywood. Okay, now, Tiffany is probably the, the 
longest vet on that team, Courtney. I don't know where Monique Billing stands st stands on this. I don't know. I don't know really where Elizabeth. Well, actually, she kind of took the side of Courtney with the whole locker room incident. I don't know where Tiana stands, but there were multiple. See, Tiana was by the by the way. Uh, she was liking tweets that were saying it's embarrassing to put that on YouTube. She was liking tweets that were saying that. Okay, so and then I kind of know where she stands on that. Good to know, because uh, I definitely well, just just a side note. I definitely was on Twitter. I was I was talking my stuff. Like I wasn't talking crap. I was just saying that like, yo, this is a double standard. You know, Kenny suspended for locker room altercation. What do you call this? And and people actually still liking the tweet. Actually, it's kind of it's amazing, but um. I, I I emphasize leadership because when you look at today's players, some of them can be headstrong. I don't think that's Kennedy. Kennedy just wants to play the game. She loves the game of basketball. You know, she said in a couple of interviews, she just she she just she has a heavy, she has a big heart. She just loves the game. But I, I feel like that we Atlanta has too many alpha dogs. So I'm gonna play the clip, and I want you to and I want you to get a a understanding of where I'm coming from. So I'm gonna play the clip. Everybody gotta play, and everybody gotta go to work. That's what we've been talking about yeah. pretty much all year, guys. I never understand play. why why it has to be somebody's team. Well, first of all, it is somebody's team, but being number two ain't bad. Like you, it ain't like you're number two to. I don't want to call any players out. It ain't like you. You might you, you Scottie Pippen. Hey, yeah, like you, oh wait, uh, Scottie Pippen was a hell of a player. Ain't no shame in being number two to Michael Jordan. Ken McHale's the best player I ever played against. He's number two to Larry Bird. Thank you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, it, it just amazes me at times how these guys, like, they worry about their brand, who's going to get the max. I'm like, yo, man, we out here to win. Uh, and and it, it's frustrating watching some of this crap I have to deal with today, Ernie. 67, 67. <laughs> now, just follow me real quick, sorry, and, I'll, and I'll give you the floor. Kennedy was leading score last year. Okay? Trust your eyes. I'm looking at it like this. Hey, this girl was leading score. She let, you know, let sacrifice. You know, she just wants to win basketball games. You know, let's put our pride to the side. And we all have a mind. She's coming here. She's young. She, she, I see where her mind's at. She letting people know, look, I, I'm Hollywood Carter. I'm here to ball. And I kind of feel like you got some girls on the team. You you need to get in line. This, this, it don't work like that. Okay, you, you the bubble was different, but nah, you, you ain't gonna take my numbers away. You you gotta get in line. That's not how it works in like Bullshit. So but, 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 let, let me get your let me get your thoughts. I mean, it starts with the construction of the team. Like I think they fired the GM and the president, Chris Cinco, a couple of weeks before the season started. Hold That's where it started. With oh children. my God. Hey, so so they got rid of Chris Cinco weeks before the season started. Then days before the season started. That's when Nikki Collin left. Yeah. So the season's about to start. You don't have a GM, you don't have a team president, and now you don't have a coach. Over the offseason, they drafted Ari McDonald, which I, I didn't necessarily get because you had Kennedy Carter. Carter. 
and then they signed Odyssey Sims. And then Tiffany Hayes is like, I'm coming back this year. They all play the same position. All position. I'm like, we got five, we got four point guards. Are you serious? And they're all starting caliber. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, you were kind of doomed from the start because someone was going to lose their touches. Like Tiffany Hayes, like you said, she was an OG on the squad. So if Tiffany Hayes was the team's best player in 2018, of course, when she comes back in 2021, she's going to be like, Atlanta, this is my franchise, blah, blah, blah. Courtney, she won them that game. You know, we talk about a lot of Courtney's off the court. On the court, you know, she's a pretty darn good scorer. Yes, pretty darn good player. Um, at, at like the beginning of the season in New York, she hit two big shots in the final minute to help win them that game in New York. And, you know, in a post-game conference, you know, she was just saying how people were saying that her teammates were hyping her up, saying, you're not going to make the shot. And she's like, I took that personal. I took that personal. She made both. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's her. That's Courtney. She so, you know, someone that – Yeah, exactly. Someone that, uh, that confident in themselves isn't going to want to take any fewer shots. And, of course, the kid nicknamed Hollywood – that left before their senior season, which rarely happens in women's game. Of course, she's going to have an ego. So it's just like, you got to blame the people who put the team together. Who thought this was going to work? And then the coach leaves. So it's just like, I don't know. It's, they were doomed to fail. But uh, I don't know, man. It's, it was a mess from the start. It was really a mess from the start. And and it kind of went the worst possible way. <laughs> you, I mean, you ain't lying. I mean, like people were making fun, of, like um, they, they didn't find outside a food truck. Because that means I know it's a couple of Atlanta, Atlanta news, <laughs> a couple of Atlanta news stations were like, "You had two WNBA ball players fighting outside a food truck," and I'm like, "Oh gosh!" Like, see, like, and again, like, see how the media controls this narrative, ladies and gentlemen, but. I say all that to say this. Um, so we so we got a couple things. We all know Courtney Williams is going to be on the, on the WNBA roster. She's not going to be banished from the league. Let's just get that out there because she she brings she brings her game speaks for herself. Now I guarantee you, they're going to have a conversation with her. Probably going to put a clause in her contract and say, look. We would look because you situations have followed you, Connecticut with Alex Bentley, and now this. You know, we we you you gotta check that at the door. You know, we 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 smell, we even sniff an ounce of trouble. You 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 gotta go. One forty four. That's just fair. Um, Crystal Bradford, I I think I would like to see her on the WNBA roster. Um, I think it's just really weird that the Atlanta Dream they knew about this. And then turn around and go, well, unfortunate circumstances, we're not going to re-sign them, uh, which is pretty much um, like throwing the white flag. We had nothing to do with this. Um, we're going to push the blame on them. Let's make them be like he said. And I agree with what Marcus was saying in the, in the, in the interview with Christina. Shout out to Christina Williams, Black Girl Magic, doing her thing. Um, but he said, you know, they wanted to make them out look bad. But it's even bad when your franchise – and a part owner who knew about this and still swept on the rug and absolutely and did nothing about it. Bullshit. You, 
<laughs> the, the crazy thing is, Nate, you're a Ravens fan. That's the crazy part. Was Baltimore, was Ray Rice sorry that he did it? Or was he sorry I, that the video came out and he got caught? I think it's the video that he got caught. Because also, too, the Ravens and, then, and, and, and the way that was handled. My, I was having a conversation. My dad and I were talking about it. He should have got eight games, easily eight games. If they just gave him eight games off the top, no problem. But two games? Oh, no. That's pretty much just sweeping on the rug. And How do you do that? How do you do that? What the hell is going on? So I, 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 think, I think that was it. If they just, right off the bat, eight games, no issue. But I mean, but the NFL is a whole different thing. Roger Goodell, the owners, they're great. Herm Edwards once said on first take, "Don't press send." I'm gonna keep that thought to myself. Well, were the dream really sorry, or were the dream sorry that the video came out? I think the dream was sorry that the video came out, and I don't. Well, think you the saw the video because that, that's what Renee Montgomery she addressed it on ESPN. And she said, we saw a 10 to 15 second clip in May and uh, we were told it was self-defense and we wanted to believe our players. And uh, after seeing the longer version of the video, yeah, yeah. That's after not seeing, what I saw. After seeing the longer version of the video, uh, you know, we, but we wanted to believe and protect our players. I mean, but like, I mean, even in the video and seeing the 40 minute explanation of the video, like you could say self-defense, that's not the point. The point is, like, you saw the video. Right. I mean, it's like, you saw the video. So it's like, don't don't come out and say, like, y'all blindsided about the thing or blah, 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 because you weren't blindsided. You seen the video. You know what you saw. Yeah. You just, you're just upset that it got out to the public. Yeah. And by and your own player. On it too. By your own player. I mean, we, I mean, we went, we went on, we went on, like that, we just no mercy. I mean, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, going to town with. I mean, just they. I think at one point they were trending on Twitter actually too. That's how bad it is. Like you know when you're trending on Twitter as an organization because of that. Because I mean, it, it, that easy could. There's a better way to handle situations, y'all, as well. And I mean, I'm all about knuck if you buck, but you know. I think one of them could have a gun. Cause I think she even said in the video, what for one of them said, I'm going to come back and get my gun. All I know is the video has been taken down. So all the specifics on the videos about what they might have said, if I was been, I, I, the video has been taken down. All right, so it's a mess in Atlanta, but are, are they still talking about it down there? Or is it, is it seem like it's starting to just dis I, dissipate? I think it's starting to fizzle. I'm not currently at home, but like, but I'll be home soon. So like, uh, then I'll t check out the temperature when I get back. But like, <laughs> it seems like from afar, like, oh, over here, oh, oh, that's what the talk over here, like, it's heavy. Well, first, you know, salute to uh to Diamond and Lexi. You know what I'm saying? Two Gwinnett girls, two North girls, uh, going to the WNBA finals. That's it first, and then second. Everybody's talking about that Sharif Cooper to John Collins dunk. Like that's yeah. all everybody's talking about. And then 
the fact that uh, that Hawks Cleveland game is three kids from Cobb County were on the court at the same, same time, time, which is you know Atlanta suburb. So you know, like people are talking about like that around the city. I respect that. That's respect. That's respect. My last question about the Atlanta Dream, and then we're gonna then we're gonna then I got one more question for you. Then we're gonna end the the episode. Um, what do you think with the Atlanta Dream? I know you said it starts with the construction team, but going forward, where do, what do you think the Atlanta? This is a two part question. Excuse me. What do the Atlanta Dream need to do in the off season, and what do you think going forward has to happen? Because now at this point, um, oh snap! Well, you said you're from the South. I didn't realize you were from the GI. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I'm from um, I'm from Split Household, uh, halfway Mob County or Cobb County. And then the suburbs, and then like halfway uh, southwest Atlanta, off of uh, Cascade Road and off of uh, Camp Creek Parkway, like by the Camp Creek Marketplace. And, and just for the record, um, which uh, he does, he does college football. Uh, also, a good impersonator. He went to school with Shannon Sharp. This is uh, Anthony. He went to school with Shannon Sharp. Oh, he went to Savannah State. Yep. Oh, he, he from nine one. Okay, okay, he from the country. <laughs> <laughs> Best impersonator. But, um, yeah, what do you think with the, you know, what's going to happen this offseason? And then what do you think going forward the dream can move on? Because I think this is this is not a black eye, but it's a stain. For sure, for sure. All right, so here's my thing. First, the line of dream need to hire a GM. Line of dream need to hire a coach. Those are the first two things. <laughs> All right, moving on from there, like, the, the GM has to make a decision on Kennedy Carter. I agree. Um, that That's kind of like the biggest question because what you do with Kennedy Carter determines like the trajectory of the franchise. Because if you trade her, then you're obviously going to get back some assets of some type of value. I agree. Okay. So then that like the entire dynamic of your team changes. It's kind of, if you keep her, she's so valuable at, with her scoring abilities and being so young and her in her third season then you kind of build around her and Ari, you know? So that's what I would do. I would try to build around, create a future backcourt with Ari and, and Kennedy. And then, um, and then like, I'm looking at the big, so the big that, that I think is the most skilled big in this year's draft is Shakira Austin. But Mm. people are also saying with Shakira Austin, it's like, Oh yeah, you already know that. that, That's your girl. The, the former turp. The uh, you know, from Maryland too. She used to go to Maryland too. But anyways, uh, she's extremely skilled, everything like that. Uh, and I think she's the most skilled big. So it's like I don't know. That could possibly be more drama. But like she isn't causing any problems right now in Oxford. In the past few years, she's only led them to the NIT championship, and you know, is dominating in the SEC, the best conference in basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Uh, shout out Shakira though. I, I think I think they should draft Shakira and keep Kennedy and have a backcourt of Kennedy and Ari and then have Shakira at the five, bring back Monique Billings, and um, you know, you get a starting five of whoever the heck you want to put at the three. Kennedy or uh, Ari, Kennedy, whoever you want to put at the three, Monique Billings at the four, Shakira Austin at the five and run with it. You know, you, you, you wouldn't bring back Elizabeth Williams. Um, I mean, she's an OG. So, like, if you wanted to just do something like a, we'll keep you on to uh, transition into a mentor role. I don't know if she wants to necessarily do that because you know she's been playing with Nigeria. She's playing 
uh, immediately in her team overseas right now, what I'm saying. Uh, so it's like, I don't know if she just wants to kind of just settle for not playing anymore. I agree with that. Uh, Anthony saying even in basketball, the SEC just means more. In women's basketball, you have to clarify that. Men's basketball SEC was was something a couple of years ago, though. Yeah. Like, cause, uh, cause Bruce Pearl had them boys hooping at, at Auburn, and, uh, but Florida also had Trey Mann and um, uh, who who's the uh, Scotty kid, Scotty Jeez. Lewis, yeah. at, at, at uh, Florida. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, SEC men had it for a year, but it was really the women's, the women's and mm-hmm. football that's like the strongest stuff in SEC. Yeah. So let me just randomly, cause as I'm a fan of Kalani Brown. Why the hell was she in Atlanta and she didn't get any minutes? Like, I know, like, I know last year, you know, I know she had COVID and, you know, she, I, I, I was like, wait a minute. I looked, I said, I remember, I, I can't remember what, what game it was on, but I, looked, I said, that's Kalani Brown? Cause she, cause I'm like, did she, is it just me or did she grow? I mean, like, she, I know she wasn't, she wasn't in basketball shape. Yeah, she so, she she lost mad weight this season, like because she sure did. Season, she was out of shape, and so like she was just like you could see it in kind of her conditioning running up and down the floor. Of and I remember even talking to someone. I was like, "Dang, Kalani Brown's out of shape." They were like, "Don't judge someone about their visual." I was like, "But this is a professional athlete. Like she gets paid. I think it should be fair for me to say a professional athlete who gets paid." But to wasn't be, like it was, I mean, we're not, like I, I know I know what you're saying. I mean, I'm not you know making fun of. Her. I was just like. Wow, I mean, I don't know if that you know was COVID. I don't know because you know she talked. She talked about you know she went through depression and all that stuff like that. So um, for her, this journey where she's been on on social media, you know, she's made it. She declared it on Twitter. She's like the whole summer, y'all gonna pay for it, and the Lord has blessed my eyes. I'll tell you that for sure. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to Lonnie. Shout out to uh, shout out to all my folks over there. In Louisiana or from Louisiana now in Jersey because my boy Rod just got that NBA job. Yeah, Rod, shout out my boy. But uh, you know, his wife Julia is like really close friends with Lonnie. So it's like I'm like that close to her. And I still I, I tried to even get her on um when the whole Nikki Collin thing happened, but she never got back to me. So damn it. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? But 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 shout out Lonnie, shout out Louisiana, shout out PJ Brown, her dad. BJ former Boston Celtic. Hey, is yeah. that who you like? The first thing I think about is like the Charlotte, uh, not Charlotte, but New Orleans Hornets. Hornets. Well, I, was, I, was, I remember when they were the Char- when they were Charlotte, and then they went moved to New Orleans. And then they became. I, the I don't. I don't remember when they were originally the Charlotte Hornets. That really? was before my time. No, I don't remember it. Okay. Um. What else happened? Oh, I, also too. Alana Coates was on was on Atlanta. I feel like she was a good fit. She yeah, go. yeah. She she was on for a little bit, and then um, she said she wasn't coming back until that team got rid of Loeffler. They're like, I'm never playing for Loeffler. Right, and she came here. I remember that. And then for some odd reason, we didn't keep her. So um, I like to see them both in, in, in Washington. That's just me. We need some inside presence. But my last question for the interview, sir, is what is your message to those, especially African-American men and women? Um, what is your message to aspiring journal, sports journalists? What is your message? All right. So I'll start off by saying, like, there's room for everybody to eat. 
So don't be selfish. Uh, I think so many times, like, it's like, um, hmm, how do you even want to say this? See, because this one could get me in trouble. I, I'm already knowing before I say it. So if I get in trouble, it is what it is. Because I, I already So it's pretty much like this. It's like when, like, a bunch of black kind of journalists get together, it's like camaraderie, right? Especially when, when you're at your age, Nate, like you say, you're still in school. So right. it's like a lot of journalists would be like, yeah, I'll help you out, Nate, right? And that's how it is. Like everybody embraces you, loves you. And then it's like, you get a couple years out of school. You get a couple years of experience under your belt. Then you start making some noise. You might go viral a time or two. You might start, your name is buzzing just a little bit underground on the national scale. Those same people, when you were at the college, yeah, Nate, oh, I'll pick you up. How you doing? So give you hugs. Start looking at you a little more cold because now you're competition. You're mm. no longer the, the little the little student. You know, so I think the first thing to emphasize is that there's room for everybody to eat. Um, because I think the more open and more warm you are to people, uh, just the better things are. The better things are because if everything is so cold and it's me against the world. I'm going against the ops, the feds. Everybody's against me. Like, I don't know if you're going to be successful at anything in life with that mentality. Mm. So I think that's the first thing. Um, second thing is just consistency and just do it. Nike, just do it. Uh, because there's so many people who hit me up. Like, I made the video about, like, tonight because someone else was asking, like, how did you get to ask Hawks players questions? I just kind of made it like a little soliloquy. So it was just, um, it's so many people that ask, like, I want to do this. I want to get into sports. How do I get into sports as my full-time job? And then, you know, I'll talk to them, you know, for an hour. Like, just like we are right now, this has been two and a half hours. I'll talk to them on the phone or something right. like that for an hour or two. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Mr. Milligan. And hang up. And then I never hear from them again, never see them again, never see any of their work online. Never, You know what I'm saying? Right. At the end of the day, man, you got to put in the work. Like, I could talk to you until I'm blue in the face. You, you got to do to put in the work yourself. And, uh, you know, but these days with the internet, there's no direct path to get there. Like, you look at Monica McNutt, like, there's been no direct path for her. She just kind of, she just, oh, she just, yeah, exactly. Is there an opening door, on this show? I'll take it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, so, you know, I mean, but you have to have some type of work to even present to people when they're like, well, what about Nate? Dang, does Nate have any podcasts? Does he have any experience on podcasts or just, no, trust me, he's a good kid. I see him tweet all the time. Like that isn't gonna work. You need right. some content out, some stuff to show people uh, that A, you're dedicated to your series and you know, and that, that you're good. <laughs> I'll tell you what, so, what yeah. got me first interested, I, I kid you not, it actually, and it got on Bleacher's Report. I did an open letter to the Washington Wizards because at the time we had just, we were, we just were in the semi-conference finals. And uh, last one of the year we had Paul Pierce. He, he, he left. And we were kind of at a standstill. Bradley Beal only played 55. He was like 55 games. Um, Randy Whitman was, it, it just wasn't the same team. And I was like, yo, man, this is not the same team from where we were last year. 
Uh, we've always been inconsistent. Ernie Grumfeld, you know, you got to step up as a GM. Are you okay with being in the, in the middle of the road team? Or, you know, you, know, you, you want to be great. And shoot, Nate has three seasons, three, three seasons in now. Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just for me, um, that was actually one of my proudest, proudest works because I, I spoke from the heart. I didn't think it would get that much traction to the point where it was on Bleacher's Report. Um, but I, I agree. Um, it's just putting in the work and just be dedicated. I do feel like there are, you know, we, that's one thing, um, as as, as African-Americans, we got to push each other, you know, we iron sharpens iron and, um, that's the key. And when, when we do that, things prosper, things happen. And, um, you know, when I look at guys like, you know, yourself and, you know, guys in like ESPN, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, uh, Jay, uh, Jay Harris. Uh, were, you, were you about to say Jay Wright? <laughs> Jay Wright I, was, I was about to say Jay Wright. <laughs> I was about to say Jay Wright. <laughs> I was about to say Jay Stuart Scott, like you said earlier. So many, and they give me the, the, the motivation to, to do this. Um, especially, you know, when I started the idea of doing a podcast, doing those videos, I started last year in the midst of, of a pandemic. My first video, I kid you not, was after Kobe died and Gail King, Gail King and her comments about to Lisa Leslie about bringing up the whole thing, what happened many moons ago with Kobe, and then the World Series. Fiasco with the with the Astros, and ever since then I kind of took it. I've been kind of look. I haven't looked back. The podcast came up with an idea because I'm like, well, I love talking about sports. Absolutely, what's the piece of late great Stuart Scott? So I start talking about sports, especially like the WNBA. I'm like, okay, I can talk about the WNBA, watch the Mystics. Like a couple people, a couple people have been like, man, like we don't really care about you talking about. WNBA, like we want to know you talk, you know, NBA, football, baseball. That's like there's a billion channels on YouTube that are doing that. You know, you don't have to watch his channel if you that's 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 what you want. Feel free to go to the next channel where the the billions of people giving the same casual takes about the same two leagues. It's like how repetitive can we get? It's like hip hop. It's like you hear one song and. Uh, I mean, like Cardi makes a song, right? And and it's yeah. a hit. And it's like, I got the bag in me. I got the bag to my side. I got the bag to my <laughs> side. Woo. I got the bag to my side. Woo. And then you go to the next channel, and then it's like Trippy Red, and it's like, I got the bag to my side. And it's like <laughs> they're all making the same song. And it's like it's like okay, so so why in the world, like, what reasonable human when there's a billion channels on the Washington football team. There's a billion channels on the Washington Wizards. There's a billion and one channels on the Washington Nationals. Why are you mad if I bring up the Washington Mystics, God forbid, for 30 minutes in a video? If you want to listen to those other teams, there's a billion other channels on YouTube, on Twitter, on Hulu, whatever the heck is, is there already. You can watch it anywhere. I, I just, I don't, there's a billion podcasts. If you want Spotify, Apple Music, whatever the heck, 
so so why is it like if it bothers you to the point where you have to comment on it bro like go out touch some grass <laughs> touch the grass amen i like that um so in closing we're gonna close it up wrap it up but continue here. though continue though with you though because you were on a roll you were on oh, a yes. roll talking about talking about your rise and you know why'd you got into that and what keeps you going Oh, yeah, for sure. So for me, hold on. I'm at Cardi didn't legit make a remix of her coronavirus rant. That would have slapped. Guarantee. Uh, that was a good one. I like that one. I like that one. But no, like, because how I started doing it, I look because I have, I have a laptop. And I literally was like, okay, I have a, I have a camera, I got a future. Um, at first, I was using my, I could, I have, I have, you know, I had a seven plus iPhone, and I was using that to like use as lighting to record the videos. And my friend was like, you need a microphone. So a friend of mine, she got one for my birthday, uh, but actually last year. And I was like, okay, I need a, like a selfie light, and I was just recording, like you know, that's how I was doing make the videos. I would premiere them. Every like day, like nine o'clock, nine thirty, I would actually watch them. Cause I wanted to, you know, make sure that I say this right, that I say that right, what did I miss? But I heard using Streamyard a few months ago. Shout out to Sean Spencer, who gave me the idea of using it because you know um, I could go live and and just you know different things like that. And since then, with the podcast, it actually came from the idea right after. Oh. With the situation happened in Boston with Stephen A, uh, with talking about it was right privilege that Brad Stevens got moved into a position to even the point where Lexi Brown was saying some comments and stuff and different things like that. And I said, well, that gave me the idea to start doing like a podcast. So, I mean, ever since then, I haven't looked back. I mean, I get trolls sometimes in the comments. Um, it's, I, 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 one, I, th- I, I thank God, one. That you know, he's given me the ability to use this platform wisely, and to to give me a voice and and let you know this is why this is what I love to do. I love to talk sports because um, you know this is where I see myself in, and you know we all got to have Streamyard is legit for a, a little piece of change. I agree, I definitely agree with that. Um, and, and, and some of the top – there's topics I've touched on where it's social. Uh, I talked about there was an NFL player. Um, he was with the Seattle Seahawks. And there was a comment I made where I said something like he wanted to clap them cheeks. And uh, a friend of mine, they were like, Nathan, you made my day with this comment. Literally, literally screen, like screen recorded it. And I'm like, okay. Um I did another one where it was like Dylan Brooks. He was messing like with some. He's I guess he's, I don't know if he was still with her. Some some an Instagram model, and um, I said something along the lines like, "If you put me in a room with her and a box of pizza, nine ten times I'm going with the box of pizza." And then there were a couple of friends were like, "That's le- that's legendary comment," because <laughs> it was just some of the comments that she was making. But like, I. It's particularly when it comes to like social poli- social politics, um, it's, it's been a touchy subject. I you know I talked about I did a video on Juneteenth. I talked about how I felt about you know with the whole um, Jacob Blake 
uh, George Floyd situation, um, even what happened in uh, Cleveland, the girl that got um, I can't think of her name now. Kidnapped? Not kidnapped. She got she got shot and killed by the oh, cops. Oh, you're talking about um, uh, and and she had the knife. Yes. After the protest. Yes. Um, uh, I'm looking at her face right now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I said I can't think of her name. I, I, I please forgive me, ladies and y'all. But I but I know the story. I know the yeah. story. Like she had the knife, and it was after the protest, and uh, the cop got it. Damn. Yeah. Well, it, it was because it was over over a chore, and. Um, and I'm like, I said to myself, you call y'all call 911 for that when you guys could have handled that situation. And then LeBron James made some stuff. See, like, like for me, it's just I have to be careful when I when you know when I come on here, I want to make sure I have I'm clear and I'm concise. Because it's because it's just an opinion. We're all diverse in thinking. Um, you know, you know, the last few videos, like I don't think I've talked that much about the Atlanta dream. And, and then wherever, like I think, like the last, like episode thirteen of this season, which was a few videos, like a couple videos ago, like it was like I felt it was like a whole dedicated rant about Atlanta and Courtney Williams and Renee Montgomery, because like we all talk about, we're, we're all talking about it, so why not? Um, but there's like certain stuff I won't, I, I, I won't touch. You know, there's that, you know, those parts of YouTube, like. Like area six, like um, area 51, 51. Like nah. I'm, oh, I'm what what about what about the whole tab YouTube? I, I've I've seen you do a couple red pill videos. I've seen those. Well, I mean, it's not. Or or at least analysis of red pill. Yes, I mean, for me, like I think it's like the situations that. Do you watch uh, AMS? No, I don't. I mean, I, I look at it like this. Is how I look at it. when when there's a situation that occurs, like we gotta like hold ourselves accountable. Like I don't, I don't. I, I understand the movement, but at the same time, is we have to make smarter choices. You know, if, if we're going to mess with you know with Instagram models, you know, wear protection. Like why are we so like why are we settling down? And having babies, like Lamelo Ball, like allegedly is with a third. Like when you're you're 21 and you're with a third something something in their 30s, something ain't right with that. You know, PJ Washington has to pay 43 million dollars for the next 18 years to a, to a woman that's in in these streets, and then made a video declaring that stepdaddy season. Like we like, see, so social media is a blessing and it's a curse. Like when I look at, but I look back on some of those videos. It's not that I, I'm not a part of it, but I understand where got where they're coming from. If that makes sense. And I, I hear you for sure. One thing I wanted to ask you about because you talked about it early on, like you touched on it a little bit. You talked about troll comments. You like sometimes I receive troll comments. Want to know how do you deal with? Uh, troll comments and negative comments and stuff. Well, there was a couple. I, I did. A, I had to redo the whole episode. I had a couple people from a, a, a YouTube, couple YouTube channels that I support and follow. And the last topic was on mental health. And yeah, I gave it out the the uh, hold on athlete discovered to be dating an IG model and other news. Water is what. <laughs> 
bruh, you got money. You are a target. That's true. Um, and I said, if people want to join, you know, here's the, here's the, you know, here's the link. And next thing you know, I'm getting all these spam comments and a couple guys came in there, you know, and very, just made the video just like, like now nah, I, I took a hold down and stuff and things like that, but I block them. Uh, I, I make it clear. I have no time for trolls. Um, Again, shout out to Sean Spencer. He's he got you got you got to learn how to just tune it out. He just look at the comic block and keep it going. Um, like there was one, right? I mean, this couple has been a very few inappropriate comments, and sometimes you know I, I what I do I, I report them and block them. Um, but you got to learn, you know, haters are going to hate, trolls are going to troll. Uh, but it's it, you know it, this is this is my channel. This is what I love to do. Um, but you're going to have that in life, um, you know. A lot of people told me, well, even before YouTube, uh, well, you know, this is what he's going to be. He's not going to get here. Um, and I've proven, I've proven those doubters wrong. And, you know, this I'm is not what talk I, your talk. You know, I, this is, this is what I love to do. Um, I, I never forget I was in middle school and this was at the time during the Obama McCain elections. And I'm going to debate with this teacher. And she was like, you're really good. You'd be really good debating. And it hit me, and that's like, it, it wasn't like a calling at the time, but when I have conversations with my dad, like talking sports and different things like that, and my uncles, I'm like, bro, this makes sense. Okay, so why not? So ever since then, um, I haven't looked back. Uh, I try to follow those that cover sports. And I also try, to, I try not to um, follow the crowd you know, like, for example, like when Stephen A says something that's, you know, out of bounds or, you know, he go, I, I go like, what did he say? I try not to be disrespectful. I, I just, I, I, I question, um, like, again, like with the whole Kennedy card, the whole Kennedy card situation, like I was wasting my opinion on Twitter. Like that's a double standard. I can't tell you how many, like, I, I, one journalist, I've where he represents, where he's from, he's a professor, and he quoted my tweet. He said this. I Like, he basically said, I agree. Like, <laughs> it, it's, 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 been, it's interesting, you know, to, like, really see, like, oh, okay, this is what I've been doing. Like, I had a conversation with one of the WNBA pages. They said, all right, are there any Mystic fans on Twitter right now? Stephen A's minuscule mustache is out of bounds. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, you're not I mean, wrong, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel like you know, for me, like, like I just see doors opening for me, and I, again, I gotta think, you know, God, obviously, because without Him, none of this would be possible. I mean, even just you know, asking, hey, can I do an interview with you? Um, Cause I was like, man, he's probably gonna say no, and I'm like, oh man, like, okay, I'm gonna Rashard, Rashard, I'm gonna get, get a chance to interview Rashard. I'm trying, I've been trying to get interviews with. I am, I am not Michael Jackson, man. No. <laughs> and his reverse Panera bread. Oh no, <laughs> Panera bread bowl hairline. He, he going he giving them mama's cooking. Mama's cooking, yeah, yeah. Um, even that, I even came to Kwame Kwame Brown's defense in the video. Saying y'all woke y'all y'all woke in a sleeping giant, leave the man alone. And and you know, some of the things he's saying, like, 
he like he's not wrong about how the media is. So, uh, and I've, that's also too like I, I my I, when I make videos, I, I don't criticize anybody in the media. I just critique, you know, the, the the criticism. Like for example, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson with Louisville. Everyone came out and say, oh, he needs to be a wide receiver. He can't throw the ball. You know, he's a developing project. Well, here's Trevor Lawrence on a team that stinks, and with a with a coach that you know, obviously. So they had the map on bottom. That, that's what they were playing in the club when he was in the. So they had the map on bottom jeans. With oh children. my god! <laughs> I mean, he hit the flow. <laughs> so I mean, like you know, any people you criticize me with some friends are going like, "There's no goalpost movement. Uh, you gotta let it go." And, and and it's not. It's not just that. It's the media has to be, you know, the media always controls and spins the narrative. Like, what I see with Lamar Jackson, he's, he's a great example. Like, they'll never give this kid credit. They never will. Like, if Lamar Jackson's on any other team, it's a different story. So, I, I enjoy doing this. I mean, my goal, I told people this, like, I said, season three, is we're going to be, we, we trying to do, we're, doing, we're trying to do big things. I'm trying to get, like, for me, it's kind of hard for me to network, you know, the different athletes. Like I said, I tried to reach out to Lexi Brown's agent. Um, I even tried to even do an interview with Morgan Tuck, but now that she's retired with the Connecticut Sun, I'm going to try to see if I can reach out to uh, someone in the department. Even someone from the Mystics, but it's kind of hard to, you know, no one has emails and I don't know who to get, you know, reach out to. Um, I'm going to see if I can even do something with the Baltimore Ravens, watch the football team. Um, you know, I've been trying to, I've been trying, I, I, it was funny, I read a letter by Alana Coates, you know, why she wasn't on, on the WNBA team this year, and um, I guess the person that wrote the letter sent my information to, I guess, her representative, I never heard back. So, um, I know right now she's overseas in Turkey. So, and that's another thing too, it's hard to find who their agents are. <laughs> it's like really hard. Like, I, like I've been going Elena Elena Coates agent, like nothing. Like it's hard. Like it's really hard to find. I know. Agent. Trust me. Trust me. I know. I know. Hey, <laughs> I know. Hey, if I cracked the code, I would have let you. Oh, this is all you got to do. I ain't cracked the code myself. <laughs> I mean, like hard. Like some of like some of them. Like for example, like she ran leave the agency's uh, email address, but man. It's 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 challenging, but you know, like I said, I'm trying to, you know, this is I feel like this is part of my portfolio for something big. I see what God has in store for me for the future. I just gotta stay, you know, positive. I just gotta stay upkeep. Gotta stay motivated. And this is what I love to do. Uh, like I have another episode coming out tomorrow. Hoping to have Nick Rosario from Let's Talk Football. Um, he on, on a group I'm in. He loves baseball. He loves. He's a he's a Chicago Bear fan. He's a White Sox fan. Um, so this is what I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going until, you know, you know, uh, you know, big Nate is big. Nate is, is here to stay. He's not going anywhere. It's the only choice you got came too far now. Exactly. Season three, season three seasons three. in, and then we're going to give up. Nope. What that look like? Look like a quitter to me. Exactly. I don't see no quitters in this room. Y'all nope. see any quitters? Keep going. Absolutely. Keep going, no? Absolutely. So season four, uh, that will start when the NBA starts. This is like on the, the 19th. So that will be 
uh, season four. Wow, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Well, let me ask, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna end it here. What do you got going on on your on your end of the on YouTube? Um, you have any you know uh, any videos? I, I caught the one yesterday about um, with with um, the eight with their agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 this is the way he was in the video. I mean, Rashard, he's all like this. I mean, like, and Chris, just, 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 just me. Just, just hear me out. Does Christina Williams and Lexi Brown kind of fame each other? Nah, 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 nah. They're both black. Face, facial wise. Nah, nah. Okay, maybe it's just me. Lexi, she got like these uh like cheekbones, like very distinct cheekbones, and that kind of sets her apart from Christina. Right. But go ahead, like what like what like what's like what's 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 in store for you? What like like what 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 are the upcoming projects? I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. I just kind of just just kind of wake up and it's like, all right, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that that pretty much like I, I usually no, I do have I have someone coming on. Uh, next week, so I have someone coming on. Big Nate, I got to get you on at some point. For sure. Um, we got to get you lit. We got to get you at least to a hundred fifty, at least two hundred. Yeah, I'm at ninety six. So I know. I see. I, I shouted you out. I just dropped the video before I hopped on here. Yeah, I saw. Like, I saw it. I saw it on my uh, notifications. Yeah, and, and like I said, I shouted you out in it. So like, I, I threw in your like your little name and everything, like the picture and stuff in the video. I appreciate and, uh, that. And the link in it, no problem, no problem. So, like I said, we gotta get you lit. So, you gotta get on that. And I will not forget, ladies and gentlemen, to put uh, Richard's YouTube channel, oh, his yeah, Twitter page, and his website. Um, oh, the only yeah. thing I, I don't like about Streamyard is when you go live. And I should have done it before I went live, but when you're at work and you're trying to get work stuff done, and I'm like, yeah. oh, just hit me. I didn't put his. So, totally different mindset. But luckily, that's why you have apps, YouTube Studio, where you can put it in there. So, and also um, remember, Hulu just doesn't have live sports. It's a lifestyle, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying so. <laughs> I mean, but like, I really is just man. I'm really excited for the NBA season. Really yeah. hyped for that. Really excited for college women's basketball this season. Um, it's all just really good. So yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That, that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't really have none. Yeah, nothing. Like if you find me, you find me. If you don't, you don't. It's cool. I won't cry. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode 16 of Big Nate Talk. I mean, excuse, not 16, 15, I apologize. Of Big Nate Talk podcast. Rashard, thank you for joining me, sir. Um, I know I talked your ear off for now three hours. You're good. Uh, you're good. It's early in the night, man. I could do this for another 28 hours. <laughs> Um, like I said, I will leave his YouTube channel, his website, and his Twitter in the description below. Um, if you like the video, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to give it a thumbs up. Consider hitting that subscribe button along with notification bells on. Also, share the podcast. This will be on Anchor. It'll go on Spotify as well. Um, Rashard, do you have any last uh, closing words before we end the podcast, sir? Everybody be safe. And, um, Call your loved ones while you can. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see y'all tomorrow, episode 16. Uh, it is 143 where I'm at, and it'll be one 
maybe Friday where you are. Uh, happy Friday. If it's y'all Fridays already, have a great weekend. I'm going to see y'all Friday. Tomorrow, I'll see you in about maybe 12 hours, <laughs> something like that. Good night. Good show. Thank y'all for letting me harass you tonight. Hey, hey, it's all love, man. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for staying on with us, too. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Also, too, um, Rashad, I'm going to give you his um, YouTube channel. You got to check him out. Really good. Really good dude. Okay, for sure. And he he's from GA, like he said. So, for yep. sure, I got him. For sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We appreciate you for staying on with us. Y'all have a good night. Stay up. First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these you, young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. <laughs>